Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Alrighty, folks, good evening and welcome to the uh, Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, joined here by Max Sand. And, uh, well, I can't say uh, that this is necessarily going to be a, uh, you know, an enlightening show tonight, but uh, hopefully it will be an interesting one. I, uh, I've, I've got to be honest, folks. Uh, one thing I want to clear up at the top, uh, obviously, if you're tuning in to this show uh, and you've seen the title, you already know what we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, the Tennessee shooting that happened on Monday. There's really no way to get around it. It is a tragedy, and we're not going to pretend otherwise. My my heart um, my heart breaks for all the families affected, uh, as yeah. always. You know, whatever the conversation is around the politics in any of these situations, I do feel that that kind of human element gets left in the dust in these discussions. Yeah, and that is one thing I want to bring up in particular about how that does get lost because it inevitably does. Um, one thing I want to address here from the outset, though is people are wondering why I didn't cover this on, uh, you know, Monday's show. And the reason being... Because you're um, not psychic? Well, because... <laughs> well, yeah, that... And also, uh, you know, I, I think I've I've tried to make this painful... I've tried to make this clear. But uh, for those who don't know, um, you know, the, the Monday shows are always pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. And... So sometimes I record them the day before, even on Sunday. Um, In this case, they were recorded early in the day on Monday, uh, but they were recorded on Monday nonetheless. Point being. Yeah, they they went live as this story was breaking. Yeah. Monday's episode went live literally as the story broke. So I I pre-recorded the episode before the shooting happened. Um, so obviously there was no way I could have pre-predicted that this was going to happen because as Max said, as Max just said, I'm not a psychic. And so, you know, but people asked why I didn't cover the show and that's pretty much why. Um, and I've been saying, um, that we talked about this, uh, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. and, And I said, this puts us in a better position in a way because we got the chance to wait two days more information to come out uh misinformation like i understand that like the media and the 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 mainstream uses the term misinformation as a weapon but like in the wake of any of these there are misinformation and a lot of it's not even malicious or coming from a place of um of malice it's just that News moves fast. People talk. People uh, gossip amongst themselves. Uh, yeah. People hear a thing and then they play the game of telephone over the internet. And so uh, being able to have those two extra days, I think, really 
puts us in a position where we can be a little more thoughtful about it. Of course, there, uh, as of right now, uh, the shooter had a manifesto. The FBI said today they would release it after they went through it. We, I don't know if uh, they, they will. Like, like, I don't necessarily trust what they release, but it would be good to have that and get more into this person's headspace because I think it's important um, because I think most of these incidents don't stem from politics at all and that the politics in a lot of these cases is a, is a symptom of the mental illness of the actor involved. Right. And so I guess let's just cut to the chase on that. Folks, when it comes to... Um, you know, these types of shoot types of shooting. And look, I've been doing this since 2008. I'm not proud to say that the first major shooting that I covered as a podcaster was Sand Hook. Um, you know, that's nothing I'm I'm proud to say, but I've but I said it then, I, I will say now. If there's nothing else that you take away from tonight's show, um my overarching point, at least, is that mental health needs to be the main focus of conversation whenever we talk about these mass shootings or, you know, what even constitutes a mass shooting now, I guess, because <sighs> that's know, that's shooting... the bigger problem, isn't it? Because we hear um, them say, oh, there's, uh, you know, they'll, they'll throw out a number and you're like, but I only remember two or three incidents making the news. Well, it's because, uh, you know, a drive by gang shooting in Chicago gets added to the list. That, uh, and another right. thing that they'll do is um, any suicide or discharge of a weapon on school or on or near school premise even if again a suicide just a straight up let's say a teacher you know or, or just a random person here doesn't even have to be related to the school goes to the parking lot to to end their life right that counts as a school shooting according to these statistics because they're filtered through left-wing sources that want to use this for political gain right right and it, and it dilutes the entire conversation because now you're having two different sets of statistics, both of which are accurate when viewed in, in the right way. Um, and that, that's entirely by design, I think, uh, by the more political actors among us, you know, the more politically motivated people have every reason to have us at each other's throats in that regard. No, that's why, that's why I'm chuckling a little bit, too, because mm -hmm. these people are, are so are so sick they'll manipulate they'll manipulate whatever data they can to pit, to pit us against each other and you know it like the one thing that has been really uh you know like sad to see within that in the fat in the past few days and uh you know te, uh at taylor justice or lieutenant guts or you know however whatever handle he's going by friend of the show made this observation on Twitter that, uh, you know, they seem to be posting a lot more about the, uh, about the shooter and their life than the, than the victims of this, uh, you know, well, shooting. You, you notice up until this point, we haven't made any reference directly to that person. Now we're going to have to, 
there's no way to have this conversation without at least discussing some things about this person, right? I generally am of the mindset that if we do talk about these people, we should make great care not to glorify them. Because I think that the glorification of these incidents uh, like Columbine, and, and let's let's be honest for a second, Columbine had an aesthetic to it. Whether or not you think it's a good aesthetic, it had an aesthetic that appeals to a certain type of person. These guys were in paramilitary gear. They had that 90s, like, grunge, uh, goth thing going on. Like, I, you know, I'm. it, it did make it easy for a, a young um maybe maybe struggling to fit in kid maybe somebody that's bullied this is why time and time again we see them and and, and this shooter did something similar and and i'll discuss it later i'll i'll even show the photo and, and and explain why but this shooter definitely had inspirations from earlier shootings as well and um that is a problem that the media more than anybody has exacerbated because they they give them cool names right the virginia tech massacre and you know like the columbine killers and all this stuff yeah like, they, they give it an edge and i understand like you and i are normal human beings so we don't see that the same way but i have kind of a history of being a bit of an edgelord myself and certainly being you know, kind of in the thick of like edgelord people and the amount of people that I know personally who haven't committed any crime, but are, uh, have an affinity towards that aesthetic, um, and, and can, and can empathize with the killers, which is the scary part. Um, and, and the thing is in, in Columbine's case, if you really look into the case, there is a, a, a candidacy for some, uh, if, if you're an honest human being, you, you have to at least understand and empathize with the trauma that was inflicted on those kids. Now, you could say that obviously, and I will say that obviously their solution to that problem was the exact wrong thing. But uh, I mean, multiple police reports, reports to the school and uh, the basement tapes, which we're not allowed to watch. But if you've ever seen a transcript, they they explain in great detail how Eric Harris uh, the, the Columbine shooter, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Eric Harris was gang raped by the jocks, the football players or whatever. They they just call them jocks. I don't know if they, you know, each school has its own sport or whatever. So the jocks might've been baseball. Who fucking knows, right? But what, well, somebody knows, but I don't have that exact detail. Um, but what I do know is that the claim has been made by them multiple times before the shooting that they were gang raped you know, sodomized by multiple members of the group who wore white hats that they refer to as jocks. They've, they made a film school project where they, again, they knew that their aesthetic had, you know, a very nineties tone to it. They made a film where they actually go around and you can watch this still on YouTube. I think, uh, if not, it's on the archives. Like it's, it's a part of like news history in this country. Their video that they made is them going around the school, shooting people in white hats. Right? They they right. telegraphed everything. There was so many red flags. Column. Then the reason I bring up Columbine rather than talking about this new one is to point out that the most um, infamous shooting in American history. It wasn't the biggest. It wasn't the most uh, deadly, but the, it was the one that was a cultural touchstone. Is a lot more complicated than people think, and. Right. 
influenced everything that came after. It wasn't the first. Uh, shortly before Columbine, I think in 1998, maybe 97, there was the Jonesboro uh, school shooting where yep. uh, they pulled the fire alarms and, and just opened fire or whatever. Um, and then Columbine happened and it completely uh, obviously dwarfed that. Then Virginia Tech took it to the next level. Uh, and that shooter was... Um, he did the same thing. He was obsessed with Columbine. He made videos about it. He made a manifesto that he sent to all the media companies because he figured it out. All He was like, right away, Columbine, they didn't send out media packages. They didn't, they didn't really keep the basement tapes. You know, they were just laying on their fucking bedroom floor when the cops came, right? So the, the Virginia Tech shooter, uh, he, Sun Wee Cho, I believe his name was, he had seen all that. He looked up to them. He 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 yeah. referred to them as martyrs, and um, he referenced them directly in his videos. And had again, he had an aesthetic that worked so well for the news, not for us, and not even as much for edge lords, like I was saying before with the Columbine one. But for the news, he gave them videos, he gave them pictures, and he gave them a written manifesto that said, checked all the boxes they were looking for at the time. Those boxes at the time would have been single, um, failed with women, unpopular, bullied, um, things like that, right? That's, that's actually not what people are looking for in shooters now, which is strange. Uh, because those those all do seem to be defining characteristics in almost every instance. Uh, another defining characteristic in at least most instances that we can confirm is that they were on some type of mental health SSR medication. SSRIs. Uh, not all of them on SSRIs, but a lot of them. Um, not but not all of them, but a, but a lot of them. Um, but and, certainly but the point being, it's not even necessarily the medication why I bring it up. But it's proof that these people were in the mental health system before they commit atrocities and right. the entire system failed us, the people and, yeah. and the victims in these cases. Um, yeah, I mean, so there are a few things I want. I want to impact. Max, it's almost like before I got banned on YouTube, you you watched my whole spiel on school shootings i don't know if he actually did but, but one of the things i said was that the mainstream media is partially responsible for all this and i got a lot of flack back then when i made the statement and i still get it now but but the mainstream media is partially responsible for this because they inadvertently whether they intended to or not they glorified combine and so every school shooter since then has been has basically said, and not even school shooter, just shooter in general has said, "Oh, I want to be, I want to be Eric Harris. I want to be Dylan Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave a manifesto." And here's a, here's how I can prove this theory correctly, because we're saying this and we're talking about that aesthetic, and everybody listening knows what I mean. They can picture yeah. it in their head. They can picture the famous photos of them in the cafeteria shooting at the uh, propane tank, like. These are these are images in the average person's brain that they can pull up at, at the at, at a mere mention of the event. 
that's how effective this aesthetic was not yeah. to say that it's effective in a good way but it's effective in the media latched onto it i remember columbine happened when my i was a freshman in high school and uh the the week it happened was actually our april vacation so i was at home and i watched a lot of the coverage on the news i remember listening uh to the kid that called in who was crawling through the vents uh, a lot of people don't remember that story but uh, it was a harrowing story. And then he finally had crawled out and you could see it on TV live. You could see the police, you know, shooting back and forth with them. I watched the whole thing occur in just complete and utter shock. Yeah. But those images aren't the ones that people actually remember. I guess some people will will remember the, the vivid image of the guy crawling out of the vent. But the images that people remember are what the, the Columbine guys were wearing. They remember... Um, the that them pointing guns they remember some of the basement tapes like uh still frames because no because remember the basement tapes have never been released you could only get a transcript and only uh by a foia request so that was basically their manifesto by the way we right. never we never had access to it um which again i i think does a disservice i, I understand their point that we don't want to you we don't want to give this manifesto out and encourage other people but that's never fucking stopped them before what has been different in a in a few cases in the last few years seems to be as this stuff becomes more and more tied to politics intrinsically suddenly we're not allowed to know the shooter's motivations the the best example is the largest mass shooting in american history was the las vegas shooting and we still don't know shit about that not really. We no. don't know that guy's motivations at all. Like you can speculate, but you're probably wrong. No, what? No, it's interesting that you bring up the Vegas shooting because literally they went they went dark. Like th there was literally a media blackout once the when yeah. the Vegas shooting happened, and I and I know people that I know people that were there at the Vegas, uh, you know, shooting. Yeah. Um. And whatnot. Yeah, I mean, so, there's a lot of people there. It was a giant music festival, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Again, absolutely horrific. Um, and one thing I'll say about that shooter, his aesthetic. You know, you could talk about they. They a lot of people speculation is that the reasoning for him is been hid, maybe because he's uh, more of a left wing extremist or something like that. Um. But regardless, I think what the media didn't get with him was that aesthetic they were looking for. He wasn't an angry young man in camo. and right. he, he was a middle-aged dude. And uh, it really didn't fit with the, the message that they try and sell, except that, oh, there's shootings and they happen in their bad band guns, right? That's That's the only thing that they got out of Vegas, but they – very interestingly, memory hold a lot of very significant information to this day. Yeah. That we, we just don't know. And uh, I don't imagine we'll be able to even FOIA request it out for quite a long time. Pro probably not. Well, um, speaking of, uh, you know, information and whatnot, we actually do have um, an expert, not necessarily on shootings, but we do have a member of the military of the uh, military here, a, vet a veteran, because I do get a lot of veterans who 
have reached out to me and said, you know, hey, we could do a better job protecting schools and public places than security can. So, you know, why don't you have a veteran on to talk about this? Well, one of my favorite veterans, a friend of the show, uh, Black Pill Phil, joins us to talk about this, uh, you know, whole thing. And I, I'm curious, Phil, because I haven't talked to you at all about this uh, shooting, really, since it has happened. But uh, I'm curious to hear your perspective. So welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Not too bad. How about yourself? Uh, you know, other, other than the news, uh, I mean, I'm doing well personally. So, um, but yeah, just rough what shit, week, man. Right? What a, what a week, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, there's there, there's a, I guess there's a lot, you know, going on. I I, I saw the shoot. So so seeing the shooting happen, and it's like okay, you you you, you see the press con the, the initial press conference, and I believe that they said something to the tune of the the shooter had an initial target but didn't move to that target because their security was too great in that first target. So that school ended up becoming the secondary target. And I'm saying to myself, well, the universe just handed you a gift. Like, yo, they just told you how to solve the issue. Like, yo, security is paramount. Like, you're trying, you got to... The, the, I've noticed that that hasn't been mentioned since that press conference yeah. in any of the discourse, right? Yeah. yeah the, no, of I, course they're not going to mention that. That's going to ruin the mainstream media narrative, right? right. The, 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 but the universe gave you a gave you a sign like, look, here you go. Here's how you solve it, right? And and like and they're like, no, it's the guns. Like, of course, because of course it is. Um, but like I, I mean, I, I don't see how, how this is that difficult of a situation to figure out. You have you have a bunch of, of schools that lack proper security. You have a ton of you have a ton of unemployed veterans out there that could certainly use the work. Like literally, it's like it's, and and it's since when have politicians sandwich? Let's make since, it happen. Since when have politicians been afraid to spend extra money either? Right, like that's that's yeah. me, right? I'm fiscally, you know, conservative, but they sure as fuck aren't. So why can't they spend another eighty grand a year to employ well, a veteran and, and make sure he's got his all his certifications? Well, keep, okay, so so you 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 kind of have to separate the establishment versus the non-establishment like the establishment will they they won't pay for shit they won't pay for entitlements they won't pay for health care they won't pay for education they won't pay for um for anything else but they'll you know they'll have over a hundred billion dollars they love their blow on the proxy war yeah yeah or uh or uh solar roads in new hampshire or whatever the fuck yeah and but but this is like this is such an easy problem it's, it's staring at us right in the face and like how do you not make it happen how i just it's 
it's incredible like because then they might have to admit that the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy not even necessarily with a gun but a good guy who knows what he's doing because like but it was still but at the end it was still a good guy with a gun that stopped the situation it's right. still, it was still it still yeah. ended up being the same way anyway it's just like right. maybe maybe you make it early and then save everybody instead of waiting until some kids get their heads blown off and then you know oh now we got to now we got to make a move like well i, I, I have another uh, maybe sillier example that backs up your point is elliot roger right elliot roger's initial now he did end up killing people afterwards obviously but his initial target was a sorority house and he got there and the fucking door was locked and he cried like a little baby because his whole plan was foiled and then he lashed out at whoever he fucking found and, and the, the ironic part with elliot roger is his whole uh rhetoric was about how um you know he he needed to punish these 10 out of 10 girls and these thoughts and whatever right and and the girls that and and guys that he ended up shooting were actually closer to nerds and geeks and the kind of people who would much more be relatable to a guy like him uh, so the great irony is is that the security did save the sorority but it didn't save the fucking geeks look but but right. I, I mean I I had a joke. I had a joke not too long ago. Actually, it was pretty long ago. Um, that that um, we would start we would start a uh, we would start a uh, non nonprofit organization, and that and that we we would basically collect money to provide sexual services to these incels. And once once they get their penises touched, then they'll have no interest in killing anybody. So then, you know, we we we've solved the world's problems. You know, you know. And then, yeah. I used to think like that that was uh, just a funny joke. But the older I've gotten, and the more I've dealt with some of these like hopeless young men, the truer and truer that statement becomes. <laughs> yeah, it's Man. like. Young yeah, guys, like, when they don't get their dick touched, they can get really, really touchy. You know, <laughs> like really, really, like uh, really, really upset. I see what you did there with the touchy. Yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. I just, I just, it, it's, it, it baffled, it baffles me. Like, it, it, I'm just wonder, is this, is this a fucking joke? Like, like this whole situation, it's like these people keep saying oh it's the guns we need to repeal the second amendment or we need gun reform or whatever whatever and it's like you don't you don't have first off um you don't have the ability to enforce such a thing in this country there's first off there's more guns than people and that's the guns that we know about Right. That's right. that's that's all the guns that we know about. Uh, combine that. Combine that with open borders. Right. You can get them from Canada and Mexico. Uh, combine that with the 3D printed ghost guns. And we're very close to even get going beyond the ghost guns to where you can actually start making metal parts for these guns. Right. And, and even some of the because like, I'm really into the 3D printed gun shit. Me and my buddies, we uh, yeah. we follow this. And we're actually looking to get in one of those guys on, like one of the um one yeah. of the bigger guys in that sphere. 
And it's so cool. Like it's a complete aside, but it's so cool how much of it they can 3d print and still make them an effective weapon. Yep. Um, and it complete like because these are CAD files and the Supreme Court has deemed them free speech, I don't see how they could ever stop this. And 3D printing is only gonna get better, like you yeah. said, machine. But they're not even gonna but they're not even CNC. gonna be able to make it, they're not even gonna be able to enforce that either. Like right. uh, the CAD files or whatever. E even if you outlaw that, like look, there's a lot of stuff that's outlawed online that's still going on. Like uh, yeah. um what the peer the peer to peer far, peer fire file sharing most of that is most of that's against the law but people are still doing it by the troves like you like it's an it's an unenforceable thing that you're trying to do so like i just i just i just wonder is it is all of this like a joke to them because they know this like they, they they can't not know that the, the that all this stuff is unenforceable and like especially like with, with the united states and they always bring up the uk they always bring up australia they're like oh well you know the gun ban and all that stuff that it seems to work over there yeah because they're fucking islands right it's pretty goddamn easy to control an island when you you like all you got to do is control what you you know you know the seas and you're pretty much good to go you can control what comes in and out for the most part, like with the United States is a totally different ball game. And I, I just, I don't know. I, it, there's, there's a piece of me that just believes that this isn't even serious at all. Like there, the, their complaints, their cries for help, their cries for change, all that stuff. None of it. I, I just don't believe I that think, any of it is serious. I think for some of them that they, that they, um, the kind of people we would engage with, like on Twitter, probably believe what they're saying to some degree but i think you're right in terms of like politicians people within the media and stuff where it is just a hey let's get people arguing about the guns again yeah well it it i i do want to bring up i think that that's what uh i mean and, and i can say this because we're on rumble but i i think one thing that a lot of people miss is Back when Alex Jones made the infamous uh, comments on Sandhook that got him in so much trouble, one of the things that he brought up that a lot of people miss is that, uh, is that while the shootings may be, may be real, which they are, a lot of politicians do take advantage of these to, of these types of tragedies to uh, you know push policy. Rahm Emanuel famous said in 2009 that you never want a serious crisis to go to waste because it's an opportunity to push policy that you could not push before and what do we see happen happening right now politicians are pushing for you know they're not focusing on mental health or anything like that they're focusing on oh we need to get we need to ban guns well let's whatnot. let's talk about the elephant in the room with this shooting then since we've gotten there um, as a lot of people on the right are equating it with that this person allegedly identified as trans. Um, this person apparently was born female. Okay, so that that much we can all like, I guess, is an objective fact. Now, I've had a lot of pushback from left wingers that are saying that no, this person wasn't trans at all. Uh, but the law enforcement said that that 
is the case. And um, but here's the thing, right? So what do we get bogged down in with that then? We'll get bogged down in arguing about the mental health and equating it inherently tied with the transgenderism, right? Now, whatever you think, and personally, I think transgenderism is mental illness, and most of the left actually seems to agree with that. Otherwise, why do they need treatment, right? However, I don't think that that in and of itself is a cause for the shooting, because as, as I was just saying to Sam before we went on the air, like... It, if that were the case, it's like with the video games or anything else they've blamed over the years. If that was the case, there's a lot more trannies out there that don't do this kind of thing. So I don't think it's inherently just that. I will say this. I do think some of the violent rhetoric coming out of the transgender rights activism community or whatever absolutely contributes to this. But that's saying like... uh you know, a person with mental health hearing edgy things could have the opinions. And so I wouldn't say that we should, um, you know, as long as their, their fucking rhetoric is lawful or whatever, it's not a threat or anything. I don't think that's a very fruitful uh, endeavor to go down, except uh, politically, because people are kind of fed up with a lot of tranny stuff right now. Well, and, and in regards to that, because I, I do want to bring that up specifically, um, you know, I, I largely, so I've never talked about transgenderism on my, you know, on the show because it's never really been a relevant issue. I will say this, when it comes to anything regarding sexuality, I'm pretty much a libertarian on it. When it, when it comes to two consenting adults, you know, you do you it's your you know thing if it's a consenting adult wanting to you know do whatever they can my my issue and a lot of and i think the issue that a lot of people have is these transgender activists who want to indoctrinate children into you know uh identifying as trans at age three or age five when they don't even know what you know what sex is or you know and that's what i mean by that uh what i said is they're feeding into that kind of resentment that's already there right and they know that and it's not getting at the heart of the issue because i'm sorry and i know like some people on the right are gonna have a problem with this i am not a big supporter of fucking trans rights or whatever honestly um however you know it, their, the mental illness that is associated with it, which they call gender dysphoria, doesn't seem to have a, like, a staggering number of people who go off and commit homicide at the moment. It does seem to be, as the, is the case with every major homicide event like this, that it is, you know, a, a fringe uh, lone actor. Well, well no, what, what I was going to say is, you know, I is... Basically, in short, do I think, you know, do I approve of transgenderism? I'm kind of meh on it. Do I think it's weird? Yeah, but do do I think every transgender person is a is a danger? No, I don't. But I do think the danger lies in the small minority of transgender activists 
who are, you know, who are out there perpetuating, uh, you know, stuff like we need to push transgenders among kids and we need to, you know, fuck cis males. We need to exterminate them. It's the radical fringe. Um, who's who's uh, magnified by like Twitter, right? Because right. this is the thing that you always got to keep in mind when you talk about this topic. I have in my entire life met two people that I knew to be transgender. And I, I when I say met, not friends or or like somebody I knew for a long time. One was a cashier at a store and the other one was like a person around my friend group that I didn't like very much. And it had very little to do with them being trans. Uh, it had everything to do with them being an asshole. But um, most people don't meet a lot of these people in real life, but you run into tons and tons of them on Twitter and discord and all this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the chronically online thing. You yeah. know, and, and, and well, I mean, one of the big, one of the big things I worry about is, I mean, obviously, like, like you two brought up some really good points, but like, I, the one, the one real worry for me, um, or and the one conversation we really need to also have, not all, not only with the rising aggression within the transgender community, but like the medications that they're taking too. Like yeah. these are serious medications; they're chemically altering your body. Like you, you can't just take these medications and not let have it affect your body chemistry and then therefore your behavior and not have that play a role in behavior. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like it's by Aiden like, Paladin like it, brought it, this up recently that for an, for not for transgenderism, but she took puberty blockers uh for for a condition that she had and i i, I don't want to like i'm not trying to give out her medical personal she says this on twitter so it's it's public information but uh she's she all she did was point out the negative uh side effects that she had from that medication and she just got ruthlessly fucking attacked by all angles by these people saying no there's no side effects at all and uh which is uh you know objectively and medically untrue by the way <laughs> Uh, pretty much anything you put into your body that's uh, that's got some kind of chemical makeup is gonna do something, you know. Um, but they they went they went so hard after her because she made a very uh, mild criticism, not of the, just saying like, look, you shouldn't be giving this to thirteen year olds. I took it as an adult, and it caused me X, Y, and Z that were very serious issues, and that she had to get treatment for. Uh, just just treatment for the side effects of the medication that was a treatment to begin with. And it's uh, that has to have an effect on people, too, outside of the effect that the medication itself has. A lot of these these transgenders are are going through so many different and radical treatments and in doctors offices all the time. And, and um, that has to uh, take a toll mentally. Yeah, well, and I mean, and I mean, look, I've even watched videos like from uh, doctors who specialize in this thing. And a lot of them are saying that a lot of these uh, individuals who experience gender dysphoria, that they really need to be thoroughly psychologically evaluated before they make the decision to 
you know, transition because it's not always uh, right for them to do so. Um, well, that, that, that's what it really boils down to. The, my whole argument against because I, you know, I'm against uh, gender affirming care, as they call it, like entirely. Right. I don't think that it should be a a medically common thing. Um, and then, and the simple reason for that is we used to treat a certain forms of mental illness with a physical surgery that altered your body forever. And that was called a lobotomy. Right. right. And we, we don't look very kindly on that today. So uh, my thinking is that there has to be a less invasive, uh, way to alleviate these people's anxiety. Well, at at the same time, you have you have like the right wing boomers mostly saying, "Bring back the insane asylums," and it's like, well, that's I not... stand. I actually stand by that. If you want to have that uh, argument sometime, I I fully endorse bringing back asylums. However, I I do mean it in a very different way than probably the people you're talking. Yeah, we'd be we'd be right. cutting the population in half if that's the case. I say I say I say uh, ethical asylums, right? Because what we have yeah. today, uh, just to give you the short version of my pitch, what we have today is an ability to do things that we couldn't have done 200 years ago. One of them being we could fucking have cameras keep an eye on abuses. We could, uh, you know, we're we're much more sensitive to that kind of thing now. And asylums in a lot of cases were good for a lot of the people in them. And I know that sounds weird to people because you've all heard the horror stories and this electroshock. But a lot of asylums weren't like that. And a lot of them, it was a safe place for these people who couldn't deal in society to live where they had a essentially a tarred wrangler. They had somebody in charge to make sure they take their medication. They had a job provided to them on grounds. They had their own space in their own room. And in most of them, they could go come and go freely to town. So um, if we did something like that, I would wholeheartedly support it. The problem yeah. is, is that the political establishment that we have wouldn't do that. So I don't support it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and, and, and but the boomers would be, or the, the you're talking about would be fine with whatever they came up with. I have a very specific criteria that I think would make for rather than an asylum well, to be, to be a fucking thing to be feared. Like, Oh, you're going to get put in asylum. I would much prefer them to be seen as a haven for somebody who's mentally ill, homeless, et cetera, et cetera, and can't yeah. take care of themselves. Well, no, my, my whole thing is the, the irony is, is that the type of asylum that a lot of like the, uh, the a lot of like the MAGA boomers want are the ones that they themselves would get thrown into. Ironically, <laughs> there's, there's truth in that too. Yeah. So no, but I, I I definitely do agree with agree with you, and this does kind of bring up the whole thing of, you know, we do need to focus on, you know, I I know that Americans do uh, poo poo, you know, Europe a lot, and friend for good reason mostly. But one thing that we really don't focus on a lot here in this country that, um, I don't know. I can't speak to him as a whole, but like I, I had a, uh, I had a professor, I had a science professor who was originally from Germany, and when I was in college, who said, who said that mental health really needs to be more of a, more of like a considered thing here in the U.S. 
Yeah, and he's yeah. absolutely right. I, I would I would say this too with the asylum thing again. Um, we do a lot of that stuff actually already with uh, what would be an equivalent to uh, a modern day what I call ethical asylum, and they're called rehab facilities. So yeah. we're willing to do this, but only for drug users or alcohol users. We're not willing to do it for schizophrenics. Um, and, and and this is actually a topic that's close to my home in the sense that a, I have been um, voluntarily committed, fought it in court and got out and won. Right. I was in, I was in a mental hospital. I've talked about this on air. It's nothing private. I haven't shared before. Uh, they were wrong. You know, they, they interpreted. Um, I had a, I, I so I, I was a music producer and I was uh, producing a lot of music in the, a horror core genre which is a genre of rap that invokes a lot of violence in like horror movie imagery and so i had a notebook full of like notes on songs and albums i was working on and um it was used to suggest that i actually believed all of this stuff i literally took it in front of a judge explained my case i showed that yes i work as a producer in music these are literal rap lyrics that i didn't even write and uh, they completely let me out. I actually, I'm one of the few people in America that can say, legally, according to the system, I'm sane. Right? Is anybody else certified sane in here? I doubt it. <laughs> but the 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 um, other thing is, it's it hits close to home because of the show that I do. Uh, not to plug my shit, but cringing over coffee. Now I I deal with certain individuals on that show and. <laughs> I would I would suggest that all of them are severely mentally ill. Oh yeah. Now people don't like that I make fun of them, but uh they're also all assholes. That's kind of the combination. Um and and harmless. I tend to only follow people that are harmless. I, I try to, you know, there's there's that one guy that I'm not I'm gonna refuse to talk about now. Uh he's not harmless because I don't I don't particularly support uh the things he's up to but like a guy like johnny fox or dave grady dave grady is the perfect example if you're unfamiliar with any of my work please go watch some of the videos on dave grady dave grady is a guy that's been on the internet since it's you know been before popular he called into the howard stern show he was considered kind of one of the freaks but he was like the not even the b team he was like the c team he would call in and just kind of repeat himself and look weird and he, he had a history of calling into radio shows ever since and that's where we found him and he makes these videos and so uh, uh, an example of dave at his worst was when he took a megaphone and leaned out his window to yell racial slurs the n-word at his black neighbors through a megaphone right and i have a video of this you cannot see that one on youtube because it's way too edgy it's over on my Odyssey channel for the Cringe Coffee House, and it's entitled Dave Gone Edgy, where he literally yells the N-word at his neighbors through a megaphone because Dave is mentally ill. Dave is severely mentally ill and does not know how to function in society. Another instance is he lost his job at uh, Hertz Rent-A-Car because he, he violently assaulted a co-worker, a woman, because she called him the thing or something like that. I don't remember exactly what she called him. Um, but he went up and he 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 punched her in the face and he actually went oh, to jail. Geez. 
And but Dave can't control himself. Now, he can't pay his bills. His his mother has to do that for him. He can't uh he can't live because he, he's on uh disability. He lives in public housing, right? But the thing that really troubles me, why am I in a position where I can sit here and kind of uh, roast Dave and show his misadventures? Uh, There's nobody watching. So the government, okay, has given this guy who does have violent tendencies and is, uh, he does have hallucinations and delusions when he doesn't take his medication. He's said them on stream. He believed that the moon was a UFO one time, like all kinds of stuff like this. And um, so they they put him up in a in a in a house with other people, right? In public housing. They give him a monthly stipend of money. What else do they do for him? Fucking nothing. Nobody is card wrangling Dave. Dave is out there harassing people in his community, almost getting in fights with them. He's out there um again yelling racial slurs at his neighbors he's out there doing all this stuff there ain't nobody from the government going to check on him they just send him his check once a month yeah but i mean and, and if he was more harmful than he is this would be a massive problem right uh, yeah so that is one question i wanted to ask so you know there i i do i i do you know i i do get that but like not all mentally ill people are necessarily dangerous no 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 dave Um, i just use dave as the example because dave is the kind of person that would benefit from the the ethical asylum i'm talking about because dave's problems almost entirely stem from when he decides to stop taking his medication and it becomes very obvious and i might fuck with dave i might point out the stupid things dave does but when i see him exhibiting the same symptoms again and again again i always say dave take your meds you need to start taking your meds. Yeah. And um, but that's a thing that happens with schizophrenics a lot. And um, when I say the asi- ethical asylum thing, you call it whatever the fuck you want. I want something like that to be welcoming, to be to be something because what's a big problem with the mental health industry now. And I, again, I can ex- speak from experience having been into one of these places. Big pharma- <coughs> it's Sorry. fucking well, that too, but that it's fucking awful, man. The the I, if you go to seek help and you need more than just a therapist or medic, even just the medication. If you need inpatient care, it is the worst experience you will ever have in your life. I uh, just like just to be fucking real about it. When they took me, they took pictures of my dick and balls like I was a fucking criminal, right? They like uh, there's bars on the fucking windows. You're not allowed outside except at specific times. I'm locked in there. My roommate was a murderer who had killed his family. Oh, oh geez. This is not something you would want to seek out, especially if you're not in the best of mental health to begin with. Nobody yeah. wants this. It was a horrible experience. And, and because I fought it in court, most people get out of these places in like two weeks, but I took it to court. Because I'm a stubborn asshole. And so I was there for several months. And I saw people come and people go. And the same people came multiple times. They it, it doesn't, they they gain nothing from it, most of them, right? It's just a transitional stay. Right. They, they can get back out and start their behavior all over again. It's not working. And the people that fall through the cracks, 
um, more and more, we're just seeing them on the news. Yeah, but 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 that's what I'm saying, right? Like that's kind of the that is kind of like the neocon boomer solution to oh, uh, we need to lock all these crazy people in, you know, and that's not what and you because they I, lack any nuance or fucking empathy. Yeah, and obviously, like that's not going to happen. That's not going no. to help at the very. You know, so, but at the same time, we can't do um, nothing. And look, one of the other narratives. I would argue what we're doing I now is worse than nothing. Yeah. Like, well, because like I said, the, like the, the people that go through the system multiple times, like I'm mentioning, they know it's fucking dog shit. They only go when they get forced by court. They're not going because like. Oh, I'm out of sorts. I need to get my mental health in check. They're going because a judge says that they have to go there and they'll do exactly what the court order says of take your meds and blah, blah, blah. So that they can get out and get back to whatever it is that they were doing. So it's, it's worse than nothing. Yeah, because because people are scared to even engage with the system, except maybe at the level of talking to a therapist, which is fine. And I'm not shitting on that, but it's clearly not working for everybody right how many of these shooters probably had therapists i would wager most of them certainly yeah, well, we know many of them had been treated for mental health before as I, I said to begin with so like that's like the biggest failure in the room is slapping us all in the face all of these people were in the mental health or most of them were in the mental health system already diagnosed maybe even medicated well doesn't the mental health system take some of the blame for them falling through the cracks? Doesn't seem to be the case. Nobody points yeah, well, the fingers. One well, the other thing I want to point out, because this this is an, this is kind of a narrative on Twitter, is uh, you know I don't want to change topics too much, but one of the things that has been pointed out on on Twitter from the left is, oh well, this this shooter did it because of the anti-trans bill that got passed in tennessee now never ever justify a psychopathic child murder right right yeah ever if you do that i have no fucking sympathy for the fucking backlash that you get from it and what? you you probably saw in my gilded server i was showing tons and tons of screenshots of people doing just that right right no no that's what i that's what i was gonna say um yeah, I mean, it's unjustifiable to do that. That is the equivalent. What those people are doing, that is the equivalent of saying women, oh, that woman got raped because of what she's wearing, which right. is what the, you know, the left, the left always likes to cry that, oh, that's wrong when they, that's wrong when they, you know, when someone does that. And it, and it is wrong, but you guys are essentially doing the same thing. Oh, that. Oh, that child was murdered because they, you know, they live in a homophobic state or, you know, whatever. It's the same thing. It's when the foundations of your entire worldview are collectivism, the the individual human life doesn't matter. Yeah. And what, that's what, what it boils down to to them. Whether you're whether you're pro uh, LGBT or anti pro or anti LGBT or like me, it, LGBT neutral uh, when it comes to politics. Um, child murder is child murder. And it's right. That shouldn't be a political wait, topic. Wait, wait, wait. They uh, they arrested they arrested her 
or he, her, whatever, right? Her. I, yeah. I, I, ref I refuse to, by the way, I'm going to purposely misgender this, uh, this. Yeah, we're, we're not on, we're, we're not on YouTube I, and like I, I, normal people get confused by this in any fucking conversation. So just say whatever you so, say. Don't worry so, about it. So, so here's, here's an interesting question. Are they going to, are they going to play the insanity defense? No. Oh, oh the shooter is dead. Oh, the shoot! The shooter is dead. Yeah, yes, the, the police. Yeah, the there, shooter. Oh, there is, the there is, is a, a video. The shooter yeah. is a was were. That's what yeah. they're identifying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a great video, and it, I would say it showcases the rare instance of police competence. It's a body yeah. cam footage okay. of. I've watched it about fifty times because that piece of shit got what they deserved. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. G yeah. Yeah, clearly, clearly I'm not up to. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't want to let you go too far. I, to, huh? I, I didn't. I didn't want to let you go too far down that road. No, I before appreciate I, corrected I appreciate you. it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was, I was, but but is it is something interesting to think if this if this ever does. I hope to God this never happens again. But if something like this happens, it'd be interesting to see if they actually played the insanity defense. Well, it'd be like. It'd be like the the they abandon all their print all their you know principles to save well, themselves. I guess. Well, it, it's it's in, it's interesting that they it's interesting that you say that though because even though this even though this individual is dead, right? The the there are some very vocal members of the uh, of the trans community. That do not want this. Uh, that do not want this manifesto released. Why is that? Well, my. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why I think is because, you know, this uh, this individual was clearly radical. Radicalized. You want to talk about being radicalized? They always accuse, you know, Stephen Crowder and all these, you know, conservatives of radicalizing you know young you know white male incels right but what about the left wing you know trans activists didn't they you could make a case that they radicalized this individual to actually go out and do things and so now one those of the last same... favorite words that i've heard like particularly bread tubers use and mainstream news articles is stochastic terrorism that's been their new buzzword for the last couple months and isn't it interesting then that you could absolutely term these these trans rights activists and again it's they don't make up all the trannies like uh, they make up some of them for sure you could argue that that's exactly what they are stochastic terrorists right because they they're not only actually they're not even stochastic they're they're endorsing this i have tons of screenshots of them saying that this person was just like oh it's still terrible but they had reasons it doesn't matter again yeah no I, I, I started this conversation by pointing out that eric harris at least claimed officially on paper to the police that he was raped gang raped does that justify columbine absolutely not it makes it a little more understandable. Like you could put yourself in the shoes. That's a horrible thing to happen to a young man. It will fuck up your whole fucking mental kit. But, right. but that's not an excuse. It's not it, a justification. 
So for them to justify the murder of three nine-year-old children and two over 60-year-old employees and then one 28-year-old uh, administrator, that's there's no justification for it. There's no excuse for it. Well, I mean, even even if there's even if there's an understanding of like why they did it, right? Like mm. even if there's like an understanding, oh, they went through this, they went through that, they experienced this, they experienced that. Like you still gotta, you still committed a crime, and you still gotta right. pay for it. It's like there was like Aaron Hernandez, right? They were talking about how uh, the 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 Patriots tight end, like the that like he killed he, he killed someone about 200 yards from my front door yeah yeah it was like <laughs> oh they met they mentioned oh well yeah cte mm-hmm. he had cte and you know there was you know this and that and like but but you still fucking killed someone right yeah and at, gonna, at the end like, of the day he was like also you know into being a gangbanger and a tough guy right yeah, yeah. it's like it's like i get like like that doesn't what you experienced, what you went through, what whatever, what you're suffering from, that doesn't justify fucking murder. Right. right. There's a certain the, things that the don't reason get justified that we want, in this world. The reason that we'll talk about this stuff, at least in in my opinion, is because it's it's important to know what makes a killer and it, it seems to be lost in this that's why i've i've delved into a lot of these because like i said columbine when it happened it left an impression on me and me being an edgy guy and you can see the long hair i was a metal kid i was into go when i got back to school after columbine they just all equated me with the kid because one i just moved into a small town that i wasn't from and they had all gone together since childhood and two i was wearing black and edgy well, and fucking into metal music and i got bullied for shit that i had nothing to do with well from well from what i've well from what i've read and you know i'm both i'm i'm significantly younger than both you and phil but from uh from what i've read weren't they wasn't the meeting narrative like initially blaming like marilyn manson marilyn manson doom was another one Oh yeah, um, dude. The funny thing about the Marilyn Manson thing, they actually hated Marilyn Manson. They were into KMFDM, which is like such an obscure like 90s goth like autism right, struggle. Yeah. But that's it's true. Like they they hated Manson, they were into KMFDM and they, they uh I believe it was Eric who made a Doom mod that was a uh a scale model of the Columbine high school. And, uh, and I believe you can still find that wad file flying around the internet. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was video games. It was Marilyn Manson and rock music. And yeah, um, nobody sat there. It's still to this day. I don't hear too many people say their parents. Here's the thing about Columbine. Those kids, Hey, had all their plans out in the open as open as it could be in 1999 uh they made videos explaining what they were going to do they wrote about it they had pipe bombs and shit laying around their rooms even after the fucking uh the cops came and they they had shotguns and shit laying now guns laying around look you know the family might be uh 
Pro 2A or something. A young kid with a shotgun isn't that big a deal. But combined with everything else going on, the personality changes that they went through, the severe depression, the clothes changing. Uh, Eric Harris in particular, another thing he cited as a reasoning was because he got rejected from the Marines, right? And so he felt his life was over. Um, all of these red flags... And of all people, you, you can point at society, you could point to the school. Again, they made a school project that they handed into a teacher, which was a video of them enacting exactly what they did a few months later. Where, you know, and I could, I could even understand that because Columbine was the first big media event shooting, I could understand why they didn't recognize the red flags then. But we're still here in 2023. Almost a quarter century later, and they're missing all these red flags in every time we see one. Every single time. Well, how about how about uh, the Florida kid, right? That was on trial recently. Uh, the police were at his house all the time for shooting at neighbors, saying he was going to fucking uh, murder people. All this fucking shit all the time. They arrested him like thirty times, but they never fucking actually booked him. Like they. I, I arrest isn't the right word. They detained him. They went to his house. They talked to him. They let him go over 30 times within six months of the fucking shooting. And again, at some point, you know, the yeah. system continues to fail and fail and fail. Maybe we're having the wrong argument. And you well, want, no, and it, you it, want this system to do, to, to be responsible with, enforcing a assault rifle ban or whatever like it's right. already fucked up as it is you want to make that shit bigger like what well, the, the the everything that these people argue just lacks logic it just doesn't uh, the, the, that's what i'm saying like are, are these people not even i don't i just don't believe that these people are serious it, it just like anybody with a functioning fucking brain could tell you that none of this stuff can or would work because it just has holes in 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 the in the plans and the like you you can't you just can't expect like it like in a like in a like an assault rifle ban it didn't fucking work because it did like yo columbine happened right you're right. not gonna avoid you're gonna that was during that was during the federal assault weapons yes ban, yes be very clear. Yeah. it didn't work like so right. you, you, you know you and they didn't use assault rifles in Columbine. They used shotguns and pistols. Yeah. They, well, yeah. Same same thing here. First off, from what from what I've been able to tell, the sh shooter. Okay, let's just face facts. The shooter, first off, in this instance, was a biological woman. Correct. Okay. That's not disputed no, by anybody. No if ands or buts. This was the fact that this, we have to say it's not disputed by anybody is absurd, but it's not. <laughs> but well, but yeah, but it's 2023, and we we yeah we sorry folks yeah. <laughs> so it's a biological, <laughs> it's a biological woman. So we've got we've actually got a pissed off you know woman who who's who's a shooter for shame you know make. Make all the jokes about anger woman you want to. There well, it is. Well, my joke but, was uh my joke was uh that she transitioned to an incel, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> she she decided she was gonna transition to be Elliot Roger for some reason. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, but also 
I mean, in this instance, there were no assault weapons used, I believe. No, there, there, there was uh, two AR-15s. Of course, it's it's interesting that that's you know the weapon of choice. Do, do we do we actually know that they were AR-15s though? Or well, there's there's pictures that the law enforcement has put out of AR-15s that uh, it said was from the shooting. Obviously, how much of anything coming out you can take at a hundred percent, I don't know. The 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 re the reason the reason I the reason I'm just kind of skeptical is because AR-15s always seem to be, to be the guns. Yeah, yeah, it's really so coincidental. It, like, why doesn't any of them shoot up a school with an AK? Isn't that weird? <laughs> AKs well, right now, oftentimes you can get an AK a lot cheaper. Actually, any any of our fucking gun nut fans out there know I'm right. Yeah, well, I mean, especially since they started like... making American ones. It just seems like it just seems like AR-15s or Armalite 15s, as they're mm -hmm. actually called, are. It just seems like they're the boogeyman catch-all, you know, yeah. guns. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we, we. A lot of these, a lot of these smaller people can't handle AK-47s. Like I've fired, I've fired AK-47s. Like I, I like. I, it it takes a little bit i mean i mean it i i mean i could still do it but like it takes a little bit more to shoot an ak-47 than it does an ar-15 that right? that that spread on a nice ar-15 is just so like it, it, it yeah yeah i i, I agree like yeah like, like the spread you know, like on an ak kid, is gonna like, you're, like these you're tiny, gonna go up <laughs> yeah these tiny fucking kids could never handle an AK-47. Like it, it would, like like their arms would go out. Like it just like I mean these are, like most of these kids that most of these kids that you see doing these school shootings or whatever, they're like little bitches. Like you're, you you out they, they couldn't handle anything beyond like an AR-15. Like and I, I, also though it fits in like I was talking about earlier the aesthetic that the media likes and thus that the edge lords like right. It's it's a cycle of yeah. media shows calling them by and looking scary. Then they show uh, Virginia Tech guy going looking. Uh, the Virginia Tech one I mentioned earlier. I wanted to talk about the parallels of that. So the shooter in this case purposely dressed like Sun Wee Cho did, uh, right down to the red cap. Uh, that's not a coincidence. This person was yeah. specifically emulating Sun Wee Cho, uh, which is interesting because they didn't use any of his tactics. But well, yeah, it's, it they emulated like the aesthetic, which it seems to me that the aesthetic is the biggest part of this conversation. Well, yeah, th this again, what I was what I have said for years and I got a lot of shit for this back when the back when the Stoneman, uh, you know, Douglas shooting happened in Florida. I was still on YouTube uh, back then, but there's actually. And I was trying to find this clip on YouTube. I, I said one of the big reasons for this is because the news media, ever since Columbine, has glorified all these shootings, maybe, maybe inadvertently. But when you see all these, you know, all this footage of the shootings and, you know, all these manifestos get released, all these crazy, you know, psychopaths what do I think? Oh, well, this person got traction in the media and I have nothing left to lose. So mm -hmm. why, 
so I want to be famous and I don't care if I'm famous for the worst thing in the world. Fuck it. I'm going to do this thing and at least I'll be remembered for this. And they and they they hate the world, right? Yeah, they 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 they're angry for whatever reason. And it's and it's a variety of reasons in any given case like this. But they all tell that's the other thing. They all tell you that they're angry at the world. Yeah. They all point out in in some of these manifestos why uh, I will say that the Christchurch shooter, uh, maybe not so much because he was clearly just trying to like troll everything with his ma his manifesto is an outlier in a lot of ways, um, but it still does point to he he talks about his uh, his discomfort with like demographic replacement and stuff like that. So he still did give his reasoning, even if. Uh, I don't see how it really helped his case at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, at that point, I don't think a lot of these people actually, uh, when people do it with explicit political motives, I don't think they're actually even political. I think it's yeah. uh, a slurry of like edge Lord pissing contest purity spiral stuff. You know what? I I'm gonna say something that's going to kind that's going to you know again piss some people off here. But I'm gonna say that's that we're I having fun pissing people off now, right? Yeah, let's, we're let's well, we're, we're on Rumble, so I think fuck the manifesto. I don't think we need to see that shit because that's what this fuck wants. They 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 want they want people to read the manifesto. They want they want the media to do, you know, documentaries on what did the what did the shooter, what was their that's, grievance? That's the catch twenty two, isn't it? I mean, the, the it's also the, important. Fair, the intrigue is palpable. I mean, it is, but like, okay, what the authorities maybe what the FBI, the FBI, you trust yeah, them? Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, okay. No, yeah, well, yeah. maybe, maybe well, not. Maybe not the. Maybe not. Well, shit. This is the thing. Like, okay, I. Okay, so, fuck it. Send the manifesto to us at the Whitfield Report. We'll, we'll fucking examine it because I don't trust the main. I don't trust the mainstream media, and I don't trust any of the glow, any of the glow in the dark. Uh, three letter agencies to right i have uh, Look, i mentioned the, the if you manifesto. send it to me hey go ahead if you guys send it to the whitfield report i promise i will read it with my incel voice all right i'll be like <laughs> i swear that this is the last time i can't take this anymore i will oh, uh, i swear i will read it in that voice we got we got some super chats uh out there in uh, rumble land uh, if you want to take that we we do. So I've I've actually been laughing. I've actually been laughing my ass off at some of them. Um, could could use a little levity in this conversation, right? So yeah. Uh, so Mag uh, News Network, aka Shmoy, uh, says allegedly. You, yeah, allegedly Shmoy. Uh, Sam, you are faking it. <laughs> And I bet you were. I bet you were like, well, I was white partially. Um, Any officer says Sam can walk. Um, uh, he also says acknowledge me. I don't trust Sam. And, and once again, Sam Sam can walk. Uh, 
Well, salacious I mean, allegations in the chat tonight. So uh, yeah, prove prove it. Okay, have you seen footage of me walking? Um, and also thanks for the two dollar super chats. Um, and as in regards, to Sam laying down the gauntlet tonight, chat. And in regards to whether or not you can trust me, uh, I mean, look, that's fine. You know, you might not be able to trust me, but the question is, is can you trust me more than the feds or the media? That's the question. I mean, that's an extremely low bar. Yeah, that bar is. Well, not... yeah, that may be a low bar, but that's where that that is where we're at in this. Country. I mean, really, like I I trust R. Kelly with children more than I do the fucking federal government. Are you kidding me? The first thing I saw the the FBI put out a statement, and they were like, "Yeah, we got the manifesto, and we'll release it as soon as we're done." And I'm like, "Yeah, and we're not like I don't even I can't vouch for the validity of it at that point." Well. It, well, so here, so here's the thing, right? The feds may have the uh, the manifesto, but the internet and in it in its infinite wisdom will probably leak the actual manifesto before the feds or the cops do anything with it. Now, right? here's the interesting part, and this is why I don't trust them. Okay, they claim that this manifesto was a physical, written down manifesto. So it's and they're claiming it's nowhere on the internet. Just magically, mm -hmm. law enforcement has it, and they're gonna release it to you in a couple days, you know. Mm -hmm. And you just gotta take it for what it is and believe every word of it. Like it's some fucking doodle job, or something yeah. like that on a, on a notepad. And so I, you know, I think it'll be fine. Like we can go through it, or I'll, I'll definitely read. Well, I read all of them. I read all of them. Not for the re and I understand your point. Like you don't want other people to be inspired by it, and I actually agree to some point. But I also find it fascinating to try and get again. I'm looking for like what makes this person tick, and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the politicians, media, law enforcement. It doesn't seem like any of them are looking hold, to see like what turns somebody into a killer like this. Hold up, hold hold up, though. You're you're saying that the, that the manifesto was handwritten. Uh, not handwritten necessarily. I'm not sure if it was handwritten or typed, but it was physical, on uh, paper, on okay. location, according to the FBI. Because because I I was gonna say that this uh, this shooter she was 28 years old, and you know I millennials don't fucking handwrite anything. What's that? What's ever? I mean, ha have you ever have you ever seen millennial handwriting? Fuck, it's atrocious most of the time. Um, that was that was a joke, folks. Although also it's true, but uh, yeah, sometimes you know, the funniest jokes are just truth. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, PP touch will do the world good. More, yeah, more I, I, that in in my like looking into this topic for many years, that more than anything seems to have something to do with it. Look, you get that pent up. See, this case is a little weird because it's a trans or a woman or whatever. But generally, you get these pent up, angry young men. They're horny because their hormones are all fucking out of whack. They think well, everybody fucking hates them, and their whole world is a lie and everything is bad and wah wah fucking wah and uh they get so lost in their own head 
they come up with fucking ideas. Well, usually it, not well, good ones. Case, well, in this case, though, th- this was this was a this was this was a woman, and also, uh, you know, look, lots of lots of people get bullied and and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Not everyone turns into a school shooter who was bullied. Not even, not even a substantial number, uh, percentage wise, right? Like almost everybody gets bullied, but it's like point zero 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 one percent that do this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Which is the same thing with video games. This is why I say, like, video games have been proven, study after study, that they don't cause this kind of thing. Because if that was the case, well, why are me and you not mass shooters? We play video games. So many people play video games and never do, never even commit a fucking crime. Much less this. Max, not just that, but but fuck, we'll be giving we'll be giving away video games at the end of the show. Oh God, we're contributing to the problem. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, we're yeah we're 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 the worst of the worst because we're contributing. I think the I think the end of the world is going to happen via fuckable robots that's what i think i think i think i think we're we're headed we're headed to that point where you know women and men can't stand each other uh nobody can stand each other so then like there will be there will come a day where there will be a sex robot that is like developed enough to where you can basically replace someone entirely like I'm sick of your shit, Teresa. I'm fucking buying this robot, man. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm gonna then, get. You know, I'm gonna get it. Teresa Mark Two. You know, just and and it's gonna be like the super. It's gonna be like the super edition where you have like the warming, vibrating vagina. You've got the the hand, the hand and the mouth. That's like all like you know, you know sensation vibration heat and all that shit. oh yeah it's like and i'm she, never i'm and never, she does I'm, all your housework too you yeah know? like <laughs> and she's a good cook yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you got these women they're like i ain't cleaning shit i ain't cleaning shit i ain't cooking shit like well fuck you then i'm fucking i will say I'm this getting, i'm getting robot our, our audience skews extremely heavily male Guys, if you don't know how to cook, learn because you can't rely on finding a woman that'll do it for you these days. And yeah. there's a good there's a good satisfaction in making yourself and a if nice you have money, manly she's probably meal. gonna poison you. So through that. Oh. Yeah, no, I I I am not... happily married and I love my wife very much, but uh I do the cooking because I'm better at it. <laughs> and 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 also because no, you no, your wife. If you said, if you just ordered your wife to make dinner for you, she'd probably hit your, she'd probably hit you over the head with a frying pan or something. I, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> uh huh. That, that that's enough of an, of an answer right there. But like genuinely, um, genuinely, I'm the better cook of the two. I enjoy cooking because I've been doing it my whole life. Because I didn't wait for a woman to cook for me. That's not to say she can't cook, but like I get fancy. I I have a lot of fun with it. No, I I I've seen the uh, I've seen the uh, you know some of the dishes that you posted on um, Gilded, and they're they're pretty good. 
Now, Phil, one of the things, one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring you on is everyone is talking about school security. And I know that you're a, a veteran. You can choose to disclose. I actually don't know how much combat you've seen, if any. But out of all of us, you seem to know more about like security and tactics and uh, you know whatnot than anyone well, here. That's so what they how, train for. So how would you, how would you protect uh, against like a shooting like this if uh, if something were to happen? Well, you have to limit it. Like, I mean, I, if you a lot of it is more, you know, you know lower lowering the possibility of something like that happening because, like we well, like we said before. This shooter had something, you know, had another target in mind, but didn't didn't do that original target because the security was security was higher. But so you got you got it. First off, you got to get um, you got to get some relatively new shit. You got to get cameras. You got to get censored cameras. You got to get alarm systems. You got to get locks like auto locks and stuff like that. You have to have devices like this is this is a fucking school with kids, right? right? You know, you but you know, protect- you gotta you gotta buzz people in at the door with their fucking picture. Make sure, you know? that they, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, and that- like and and then you know you during the day during the day while school's in it, you you have maybe at most three points of entry to the school right and like limit the the ability of people to go in and out of the building as they uh, damn well please and i mean it, th- th- this is not i mean i mean this is not hard shit to figure out like and you, you, know, and you can never take please. the possibility to zero as you kind of alluded to yeah it's, it's always like nothing is t- possible to take down to zero because uh human action right people are going to act in unpredictable Look, ways so uh, i always i always preach this life is a game of odds right there's like obviously good stuff and bad stuff can still happen regardless of how good or bad you've done but the more the like the more good like the more good shit you do the more likely that some good sh- that will happen for you right and vice mm-hmm. versa and vice versa right Th- that doesn't mean that you could ha- live a totally good life and then bad things don't happen to you of course they do but you again life is a game of odds you're playing t- for the possibilities right so like you go into a school right it could a school shooting still happen if there's security and all that stuff yeah but the whole thing is you're trying to make it as difficult as fucking possible to to where you know the situation can be at most mitigated to a minimal number right, right. so you know like if you have locks if you have locks if you have armed officers if you have you know alarm systems and you, you, you know, you, you can mitigate it to where they can only enter certain amount, certain buildings or, or even, yeah, like have auto locks in the schools, right? If, if somebody, some unauthorized person breaks in the frickin' school, the, uh, the rest of the rest of the doors lock automatically so they can't get in or whatever. Like there are, there are systems available 
Do you right. just like, but I mean, not every, obviously not everybody can fucking afford them, but like, I mean, and I mean, it, people flaunt, people do flaunt kind of ridiculous ideas like, you know, but like the armed, armed teachers, like, I mean, like, look, if you, if you want to be armed or if you want to be able to be one of those people, then great. But like, don't like forcefully ask some. But yeah, fucking some teacher to carry a fucking gun in school. I mean, like, I mean, ridiculous. you could even you could even offer incentives, right? Say, oh, if you're right, the, if you're right. the uh, you know authorized uh, firearm holder for the school, and you take all the, I imagine they would put classes and stuff like that. You'd have to take extra from the normal like gun. <laughs> yeah, safety. I just that baffles me. It's like, oh, we're gonna put guns in teachers hands like what yeah mo most like, teachers what? that would be an awful idea especially with how badly kids misbehave sometimes yeah 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 listen you little fucker all right <laughs> sit down all right you're you're pointing this fucking you know what at his face yeah i, I look I tammy don't make me maybe i had it all wrong maybe that's that's exactly what the kids of today need i don't know <laughs> teachers with guns yeah like i could understand a security officer like actually that's what public schools and private schools here in my area do uh there's a there's an armed officer on campus at every uh, school um obviously that's ex again expensive however uh, i don't see that as a problem necessarily because uh they spend so much on pork barrel right i'm talking about an expense that a government should actually make which is an investment in the uh, safety of fucking children which is minimally intrusive yeah. that's the key it's I minimally intrusive i guarantee you that that money you spend on that security officer is cheaper than if some than if some shit bad shit happens at your fucking school you're gonna be paying way more way yeah. more in like legal fees and lawsuit settlements and all that shit building a new school after they tear it down yeah mm -hmm. all that shit yeah like you you spend 60 to 80 grand a year to have a fucking officer on camp and again that's why over here it doesn't seem to be like nobody's saying oh you know the cops at the schools is too much money there's a lot of i'm in massachusetts brother there's a lot of shit you could talk about being too expensive before you get to that right <laughs> uh, especially with how much we pay in fucking taxes no, but we but we what? got we have to fund we have to fund a proxy war in Ukraine, so we we don't have the money to yeah. get you know. Well, and and uh, Joe Joe Biden's like friends' companies all needed pork barrel, and they wanted to call it an infrastructure bill. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Yeah. Let's just so we can spend all that kind of money. And look, I am a I again a fiscally conservative kind of guy, but if a school district has to spend. Let's say they have eight schools. They need, you know, eight eighty thousand dollar a year officers on scene. That's a lot cheaper than one fucking F twenty two sent to Ukraine. Well, why not? I know, I know veterans at least that would be willing to do this for for free. Uh, you know. Yeah, but you're gonna want to pay them, right? Yeah, <laughs> not they everybody's did. gonna want to do this shit. For you want to incentivize the right people to get in those positions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, but let but let's also be honest because people keep saying vet, veterans, you know, should do this. Would veterans even be like the the right people to do this, or would this be over? Would hiring like 
well would, hi- a- would hiring special forces guys be like overkill for like school security uh, well I mean, you're not going to find many as many of those as you think the the I mean, average veteran got- is like a marine you know you 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 obviously have to fucking screen people and like interview right. them for the job and shit. It's just you're not just gonna be like I want this goddamn job. You're they like, do okay, that. You're hired. Like no. they do that already, right? Like, so, see yeah. those those fucking American flag Zubaz pants. All right, you're fucking hired. Like no, you get like at least like talk to him a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah guy walks in with like pit vipers and a fucking camo (laughs) top you know like yeah one of these kids starts acting up i'm gonna fuck them up like no no let's uh let's reel that in there all right let's uh let's have somebody a little more mentally appropriate here the the mayor of my town uh when we built a, a high school a few years back uh his big thing was to put in a a quote gunshot detection system now i'm not sure of the science of this specific system because he never fucking explained it but i'm led to believe that how it functions is that if there it, it detects both noise and gun smoke and if a shot is fired it immediately locks all the doors in the school uh that can be a mixed bag obviously right to where you might be trapping people um, i don't yeah, I don't see I don't see any possible flaws with the system, such as oh, senior firework pranks. Not well, saying you know I what? was. Resp- hey, you know what? Not- That's fine. Like t- I would rather if there was if it was an effective system at all, and it got false alarmed like that, I, I'd be fine with that. If if when the fucking if and when the day came, it needed to be used it actually did the fucking job. I'm just not so sure, especially when you spent years advertising that this was going to be the big feature of the new school. So if a, if a shooter is aware of this, right, they would look, adapt their tactics. Look, we, we look, we here, here, I have a new, I have a new idea. It may work or it may uh, horribly fail, but there's only one way to find out. Look, so like we were, we were recently talking about sex robots my thing is we need to we need to have one of these robots these sex robots as a security guard okay so that way that like say a school shooter comes in and he's in the halls or whatever that robot will not only tackle him but it will also rape him in the air Off- hold so on that way officer uh, no you i i, I you, you you that was good right but i got yeah. it it came to me no, no, he doesn't need a penis. It needs to be a big titty goth girlfriend. No, 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 no. He needs to be written. No, 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 because we need a deterrent, right? We need not only do we need we need him to stop the shooter, but we need it to be a deterrent for future behavior, right? Uh, so you make if, a good so if a school shooter gets raped in the ass in the hallways, <laughs> they're going to find out about it in the country. And the, and so that way the school shooter is going to think twice before going into school ever again. Right. No, not only am I going to get caught, then I'm probably going to get raped in the ass. too. So I can't have that. Right. So there. Look, problem solved. But, right. But if the school uh, officer was the big titty goth girlfriend. Sh- oh, go ahead. Sam. Well, that could work. I mean, that could work, too. But then, I was just going to say it might reduce the chance of these fucking shooters cropping up in the first place. <laughs> 
and they're the and, and then and this thing could uh, take pictures automatically and put it on social media like <laughs> school shooter getting butt by a robot. <laughs> so easy. Look, I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's, it's a glorious plan. Or it could fail miserably. I don't Mo- know. Modern I mean, problems require modern solutions. Exactly. Gee, like, geez, we're we're thinking so elementary right now. It, it, it could be a, it could be a problem. Uh, it could be. I mean, it could be great, but it could also be problematic because you, you would just get horny guys just uh, just going up to the <laughs> just going up to the robot randomly and saying write me or something like yeah, that yeah yeah they'll probably be like probably be like a gay school shooter like oh yeah give me the robot give, bring that bitch over here yeah they're not even actually there to shoot they're just there yeah the <laughs> they got they got some fake they got some fake dummy fucking ar-15 that they got from the freaking police academy or some shit. i just want to uh once again uh shout out to the people that got us banned off of youtube because we're having so much fun this is a blast yeah yeah they think i want to thank the gripers and uh and kanye west uh specifically not i not that i don't think kanye west actually goddess band ever knows who i am but it's just funny to uh yeah i mean whoever it was we should send it if it's the gripers or uh what is it the the bears or whoever the fuck it was like we should send a thank you card to all of them just to cover our bases i i mean i'm not we could send mersh a thank you card and like a ton of cement right (laughs) well well no well no no he he apparently likes uh asian he apparently likes Asian coleslaw now, from what Jeff, from what uh, Pot Awful was saying last night. So. My God, the fact that the the Mersh has gone into another level after we brought back the Mersh clip of him yelling at you has been so satisfying. And especially, he said, "Oh, you'll never be bigger than me." Let let can we? Uh, I know it's completely off topic. Can we can we talk about his view count? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking. I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, apparently, 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 he's seeing that we got like 500 views on our last show. So he uh, increased the view multiplier to like to like what was nine? What was it like nine hundred nine ninety nine thousand? Yeah, it was like nine 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 nine. Almost. Almost a million viewers on Rumble, which hey, you know, guys on RTC, if if that is legit, good for you. It's but, not. Uh, but it's not. Put- it's not, and I can I can I can kind of prove it because the biggest creator on this platform is Sticks Hex and Hammer Six Six Six, or or Crowder, mm-hmm. right? Those are the two. And so if you look at their, obviously Crowder is even bigger, so I'm kind of stupid. Dan Bongino is another one. If you look at their numbers, right, they're not doing millions yeah. of views. Uh, Sticks is a great example. Sticks is way bigger than them. He's not doing a million views. He's doing like 40,000. But um, also on his 40,000 videos, he has literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments on uh, Mersh's fucking million view video. There's like 20. <laughs> you know, it just like, yeah. You know, I get it, Mersh. You got mad that we were doing good when you said that we wouldn't do good, and everybody was making fun of you. Oh, it's nice to you. Ah. 
you know, making fat jokes. I get it, Mersh. I get it that you're watching us. Oh, doesn't it fucking doesn't go right up your ass? Uh, and he, he just felt, you know, so threatened that he had to view bot. It's kind of adorable, really. He he really loves us. Well, well, he, well, he's, well, he's watching us with one eye, and then the other eye, the other eye is, is uh, still waiting on Jim's YouTube channel in, in case that ever go, in case that ever goes alive again. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, which, by the way, in regards to school shootings, I, I definitely think that we should all adhere to uh, Mr. Medicare's rule on this thing, which is instead of paying attention to the victim. Instead of paying attention to the uh, shooters and giving them sympathy, we should just laugh and mock these shooters Bully. mercilessly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, you know me, Sam. I am very the, pro bullying. <laughs> the the uh, the the I don't know if it, I don't know if anyone has seen the uh, Twister memes that people have made of the uh, of the shooter, but they're fucking hilarious. Um, I know the funniest thing to me was just watching the video of how how well coordinated the cops took that broad down. So if you haven't seen the video, it's a body cam footage. She's actually at the window shooting outside at the cops outside, and they just walk up behind her and fucking blast her. You know what? Actually, uh, let me go. because That did Gene... not sound right, by the way. I know. They I know. right up behind and blasted her. Like, they just started blasting. That kind of movie, huh? <laughs> All right, set. I think I've seen this one before. <laughs> Well, you know, Phil, yeah, right but did you I see it in my nut and fell asleep? I was gonna say though, did you see it with the tranny as the star? Mm. <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. I cannot confirm or deny. Yeah, no, yeah, Pornhub's a hell of a drug, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch porn. He kids. blasted <laughs> me with his gun. That silly bastard. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the cops <clears throat> say. I mean. They were coordinated. It's the exact opposite of if you remember the Uvalde shooting where the cops literally stood and listened to it happening while they're playing on their fucking phones. These guys, they went in. They went in and they fucking took care of the problem and they did it very efficiently. <laughs> God damn it. That is fucking great. That's, you know, that's a throwback to an old Columbine meme where the two of them were playing Twister, but... <laughs> <laughs> is it is it really i'm just i'm just yeah. going through i'm just going through genius anus's twitter timeline right now and just you know he's uh i mean he's been I having mean, fun with all this <laughs> <laughs> yes well i mean he i mean he do he did donate like 30 dollars to me so how could i not feature his uh how could i not feature his you know but yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Let's just meme the let's just meme this poor fucker to death. Um, he, he also see. he also bought cringing over coffee merchandise. The man's a fucking he's a he's a saint. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Genius Anus. I hope you're enjoying your cringing over coffee coffee mug. Um, oh, this one isn't related to the shooting, but I still like it. Or just. <laughs> For just 100 likes a day, you you can help a girl get the attention that her father never gave her. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's so like my actual like 
of course, we've been talking about political solutions to some degree, uh, federal all the way down to the local, right? Uh, but one thing that, you know, I am a big, uh, you know, advocate of is uh, if you're a parent, raise good kids, be, be a good dad. You know, that goes so long away in making your surroundings and community better for the long term. And I know it sounds corny and cheesy, but I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, friend of the show, Craig Mansfield, uh, tweeted this out, and I think it's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> I didn't even know, that, I didn't even know, that, like, how these existed or were even a thing because, uh, you know, the half of them. <laughs> Half of them are just riff-offs of uh, Prince when he changed his name to a symbol <laughs> to get out of a record contract. The artist formerly known as what? Yeah. As, as a huge Prince mark, I can't help but think of that every time I see those. It's like, you're just, uh, you're just like a less creative Prince. <laughs> well, that, well, that's how you know this is all, you know, uh oh let's see uh oh shoot did uh did they take down the body cam footage uh i would imagine it's possible yeah, yeah. probably if you didn't see it you know it's it's out there somewhere but probably not on twitter um yeah, because because I, I know that because I know that Genius Anus definitely tweeted out the uh, he definitely tweeted out the body cam footage, which was be, which was beautiful to watch, but um, I'm not I'm not finding it any. Oh, anywhere. also, also uh, another thing that came kind of to fruition today in particular was a thing that started here on the show, if you remember. When uh, when the Kanye West shit broke, I was live on air, I believe, with you. I'm pretty sure when I asked the rapper Necro what he thought about it and if he was considering, you know, making a diss track or anything. Necro being a Jewish rapper for anybody that's not aware, he's a horrorcore guy. His stuff is very vulgar and uh, violent and all that. But uh, that's why I wanted it. I wanted like it. This it would be a hilarious hardcore Kanye West. And his response to me at the time, and I read it live on the show, was that uh he wasn't gonna do a song because he just hopes that Kanye dies and shuts the fuck up. That was the exact quote. Mm. Uh today, Necro released his uh full video, not just a song, entitled uh uh what is the title? Forensic Pathology. Which he in which the video is basically a computer generation of Necro murdering Kanye West over and over and over again and rapping about it. And there's some funny clips. And then at the end, he calls uh, Joe Biden a, a pedophile. So it's, it's a pretty funny video. Highly recommend. And uh, you guys, you guys were in uh, you know the driver's seat right from when I asked Necro about it. And now he has delivered. So. Uh, big win for the Whitfield report. Isn't isn't that isn't that fucking weird that Jonah Hill of all people like converted <laughs> uh like made like made what jumps 
21 Jump Street is not a good film. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's it's not in it's not in Jewish the last time I checked. Either. Yeah, yeah. But but Jonah Hill was Jewish, so Kanye just forgives all the Jews. And I think I th- I'm honestly thinking that a good portion of the mainstream just knows that he's mentally ill and is willing to just let all that go. Uh, but he he's gonna have to leave Fuentes and all them in his wake, and I it seems like he's already done so. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Fuentes had to go back to Chicago a, a while ago, you know, and like he, he, I saw a person tweeted out the other day that like, I guess, I guess Nick is like eating ice cream and he, he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want to go work at the gym or eat, or like eat eggs because I guess eggs are part of the Jewish conspiracy now yeah yeah he's he sounds like a psycho um yeah and that's the thing is like that's the same kind of bullshit fringe mentality that leads to these extremist behaviors i mean obviously the fucking the the groypers or whatever the fuck you want to call them america first uh have a lot of violent rhetoric and fed posting and they they think joking about these kind of things is very very funny and uh, so did the, so did a lot of the trans rights activists. The same kind of rhetoric. Uh, there, there's an interesting photo on that regard of the shooter wearing a shirt that says "trans rights." Uh, several guns pictured underneath in the shape of a trans flag with the colors, and then at the bottom it says "or else." Well, if that's a threat, and I, I think that in the end we realize now it was a threat, you know, then what's going on like why uh why are we at the point where violent rhetoric is so common and uh who's behind it and here's here's my little two cents on that i have a sneaking suspicion that we're going to find out in the coming weeks months maybe years that this shooter like so many others we've seen in recent memory was quote known to the fbi yeah also one other thing I would like to address: When is David? When is David Pakman going to get suspended from YouTube? I don't know. Uh, if I don't know if he'll get suspended from YouTube, but he's certainly not. Uh, he <laughs> not having a great week. He, I mean, listen. I I think usually I think YouTube bans are fucking stupid. Okay, but if I'm banned for YouTube, if I'm banned from YouTube, and I didn't say nearly. Uh, anything as egregious as he did, and they still ban my ass. I agree. Then he should be, then he should be banned too for essentially saying, "Oh, you know, Christian kids deserved it." So no, I, I fully and wholeheartedly agree with you. The rules should be applied equally. I just don't think they will be. Oh no! Oh no! They they won't. But but you know, all those people are like, well. That's well, the Sam, kind of decision just... that's leading to YouTube's death, by the way, and fuck them. Yep. Uh, uh, everyone, everyone, come over to Rumble. We're having way more, way more fun. Rumble, I actually read today, like they're actually doing like one hundred. They're actually they they recently launched an initiative to where if you subscribe to like their equivalent of like YouTube Red or whatever. 
they're doing like a hundred percent creator payout now. Yeah. So if you want to help Sam out, click the join button underneath the video on Rumble. Uh, but you know, we're not exclusive to Rumble, right? We are on multiple platforms, just not YouTube. Uh, also, you know, been having fun with Odyssey, Spotify, and iTunes because nobody else is censoring us. Just YouTube so far. Nope. We're we're good. So. Um, we're not exactly fucking the edgiest show on the world so i don't expect it'll you know change no i mean we're a little we're a little too edgy for the panty waist out there especially when we bring mr black Phil phil out which i i would you know he's been more moderate than both of us tonight yeah, don't he, even front <laughs> i don't know i i don't know that whole robot raping the fucking school tutor thing is probably a bit a bit a bit on the edgy side but you know to be fair outside of that to be fair you're just thinking outside the box you know we're coming up with I, I, solutions yeah. it's it, it's modern modern problems require modern solutions and you know phil phil's phil's twitter also has to, has to be one of those entertaining ones on twitter often uh, well uh, Maybe not the most entertaining, but but he it comes in waves. It comes in waves. There's 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 times where I'll be like a complete boring fuck, and then there's like other times where I get motivated, and then I just go on complete fucking rants and like just random blurbs and shit. So I don't know. That's the best way to use Twitter at the right time. Yeah, it's it's like. Some days I post a lot on Twitter and I get a bunch of likes and then other days I don't fucking even look at the fucking thing except my my DMs in case Sam sent me something, right? <laughs> yeah, like I had that... a joke. Like I had a joke one time making fun of the Lincoln project and I was like, okay. So so I got lost and I went to the Lincoln I, and I got went to the Lincoln project headquarters. And I asked the I asked the front desk reception lady if there was a map around, like if she had a map, so that I could find directions to go back home. So I asked her for a map, and all of a sudden, this fucking this big old clown with a fucking dildo in his hand came out. He was not happy to see me at all. Like that was the joke. And you know, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> you know, because because I was saying map being minor attracted persons. <laughs> anyway, so, so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I had uh, I had one person that was like that went on my DMs and was like, "You're a sick fuck. You're going to hell." Da 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 da. I'm like, damn. One, yeah, I probably am sick. You're probably right about that one. And hell, whoa, we'll, we'll just you know. Who knows? No. Maybe I go one place, maybe I go the next, but uh, I don't know. Maybe no. I'll meet you there. How about I mean, that? I, I've always been of the, the, the opinion that South Park has. Uh, either everything's okay or nothing is in terms of what you can joke yeah. about. Yeah. I, I, get I, more, I get more DMs than anything. Like nobody, nobody. I, I, don't anybody, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody has the balls to like my shit. Right, but you know that they're la- they're reading my shit and they're laughing like, and then they get they drop because I get a lot of people that drop DMs that are like, "Yo, your shit's funny. I can't like like it because I don't want to be associated with it." But like, 
Well, that that's the funny thing. Is Sam was like, "Oh yeah, I'm having Black Pill Phil on." And I was like, uh, "Really?" Because I, I actually that's there's one I'm familiar. He was trying to like tell me who you were, and I was like, "Yeah, I actually seen him around Twitter all the time. He's funny." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah, like, like your shit, but I don't give a fuck about Twitter. You know, in terms I, of like, I think whatever people think about go go through my fucking timeline and uh, and then ask yourself, does this look like a guy that gives a fuck? because <laughs> i don't no i mean it, I, there's t- there's again there's like ways there's days where, where i'll try to be you know i'll try to be reserved and then there's like somebody says something stupid and all it takes is for somebody to say something stupid and then i'll just go on a wild fucking rant like yeah just making fun of everything i fucking see like yeah i i i, I just all it takes is for somebody like David Hogg to say something stupid. And I'm like, yeah, like, like, uh, then, and then you can't help but make, make fun of this lesbian looking dude, man. I mean, it's just like great. What, what's, what's funny. What's funny though, is some, t- Phil, I don't know if you, if you're aware of this, but, but like people think there are some people who think that either you're the, either you're my alt account or that I'm your alt account, which is hilarious. Oh, wow. Which is hilarious to me, but no, I I can see. That's true. By the way, why. audience, don't don't buy the illusion. They're actually the same person. Yes. Yeah. Specifically, this is, this is actually I'm actually a pre-recorded. The Sam actually pre-recorded me into this thing. So don't you know? De- don't, De- don't buy Phil- yeah, he's shit. actually he's actually just uh, an AI voice that we set up yeah. earlier uh well the, the the joke is up but no specifically in regards to the a in regards to some of the aw tweets uh people think that you and i are nearly identical with some of that i've that. you know i've uh we've we've been uh there's been a there's been more and more tweets of like you know the the aw girls and the wwe girls and i'm like Damn, I probably shouldn't be saying all this shit, but like, I, damn, it's it's. I see it's that shit. I I just avoid it. <laughs> you got it's funny. Hey, I see Sammy thirsting well, after uh, these wrestling broads, and I'm like, more power on them, but you know, not me. I'm well. Uh, well all I well, think when I see women's wrestling, uh, honest truth is all I think is why, <laughs> why get the fuck out. Of I here. mean. I mean, some of them they real they really have turned up like, like back in the eighties and nineties. Like there were some real fucking hideous fucking creatures that used to wrestle, and like over time they've gotten more and more attractive and worse and worse to watch wrestle. <laughs> well, no, I mean. I don't know. All the guys, they, all right, all right. All you guys that defend modern women's wrestling, let me let me ask you something here. Well, they, are you they, gonna pay? Well, are you gonna last... pay sixty dollars for an all woman's like WWE or AEW? Don't matter. Oh, pay per view. No. no. Oh hell no. But you might pay fucking whatever, whatever to see the main event at WrestleMania between uh, was it Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes now or whatever. It, it, because it's like you're not watching it because it's good wrestling. You're watching it because it's tits and ass. Yeah. And if no, you're not yeah. into that, like I'm, I'm not. A, I'm a fucking happily married man. I'm actually genuinely like, ag- I, I guess it's a bit of my tism. Like, I'm aggravated because I'm like this wrestling fucking sucks. 
Not well, that I mean, most I, of the men are great these days either. I have an ex. I'm an old subscription, so I get all that shit for like same. the WWE shit for free. But Phil, uh, Phil is Phil is the same age as you are, though. Uh, yeah, Max. So yeah. that's. I mean that that's the. Uh, I, I mean, know. I, no, I. Well, I'm, I'm a, like a I'm like a fucking old like southern wrestling kind of guy, even though I'm from the north. Oh yeah. Um, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm all about like well, I I still go back and watch like Memphis and fucking um yeah mid south well, yeah. and all all Atlanta. They are so they so interesting. You said that this year for the 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 WWE Hall of Fame, they're actually inducting Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that was about fucking yeah. time. Yeah, because that was like a, he was a really big personality as far as pro wrestling went, like with the whole Jerry Jerry Lawler skit and the the intergender wrestling and stuff like that. He was a very yeah. That, that might be the biggest piece of wrestling business to ever happen when most people still thought that it was real or some of it was real. Well, a lot yeah, a lot of his it, a lot of his stuff was innovative that. Hmm people are still use that the people are using today like he came up with that shit when nobody came up with that mess and like yeah I'm, I'm, and that's what it's about like it's it's like like who who transcended that entertainment industry and then it's like he, you have to put him in as one of them and jerry lawler for that matter but he's already in the hall of fame yeah yeah um I, I wonder who I wonder who's going to induct him because they usually have like one person that like, in, like it's going to be it, it's going to be Lawler. There's there's no way around it, right? It has yeah, but to he's be co- he's going through like his health shit though, like with the whole heart thing and whatever. True, I would with, say Jerry Jarrett, but he just died. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know who else in uh, maybe Jimmy it's Hart. Gotta if be they Law- could get you're, him. you're right though. It ha- it has to be Lawler. I, I like it's I guess good. Jimmy Hart because Jimmy Hart worked a lot in that, that as well. Yeah. But. Yeah, but uh, Lawler, like, if it's not Lawler, I think people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacy Keebler, she's in, she's in the, she's yeah. in. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, other because than because leg, she dated George Clooney. <laughs> that's it. Legs for days. I mean, you know. Yeah, but that's not why she's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. She's in the Hall of Fame because she crossed over mainstream, and they're like, yeah, give us some clout. We could use it in 2023. We're not. Yeah, I will say this. Look. I watch now. Uh, one, I won't. Uh, wo- I, I won't watch AEW. Every time I've watched it, it's fucking trash. Um, that's my personal taste. If you're an Attitude Era guy, you probably love it. Whatever. Um, wait, I was wait, an I Attitude am. Era guy, but I but I also grew the fuck up. So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. No, I, I don't well, like the blood and guts stuff. I don't like watching John Moxley well, cut I his started- fucking face. Uh, yeah, I started getting be- like after the Attitude Era, I I stopped watching it the- a lot, and then like you know be- because it was in the military, one of my friends actually tried out for the W like the WWE. He went to Orlando, did the whole performance center thing, and then did a whole bunch of like no, he didn't make it, but then he started he did a bunch of smaller smaller venues, and uh, so then I started. I started getting back into it a little bit, hopefully hoping that like something happened, but, um, and then, but now I, I, I don't watch it as much. The only time I watch it is like wrestle, like, like WrestleMania season. Big, like that's 
That's what I was getting at. I don't watch AEW for the weekly television for WWE. Fuck that. Yeah. Three three hours one show, two hours and like fuck that. I watch clips on YouTube, and yeah. uh, and I watch the pay per views, and it's mostly because I have a seven year old son. Yeah. I, I and I'm a guy that grew up. My grandfather had me watching wrestling when I was not even a year old, and I grew up watching it. Yeah. And at a certain point, you know, I. I followed it still. I had a friend uh, similar to you in the military that was obsessed. We'd go to the shows. He'd get free tickets. And so I stuck with it much longer than most people. Yeah. And now I find a different joy in in my son enjoying it, even though their current product is marginally better than it was last year, two years ago, but it's still trash. Yeah. Um, but they have some good stuff in it. I've been really enjoying, as everybody has, the Bloodline, Sami Zayn stuff. Oh um that's probably like the best yeah. thing they have going on in, in so, either come well no i will say one thing about AEW. i like i like mjf i legitimately oh, like MJF. best best heel in professional wrestling yeah best he, heel so, in professional. He, he's something special and he has a long future ahead of him i think yeah so max your your view your your view on pro wrestling today is my is pretty much my view on uh, will, you know the the NFL and pro football, right? I, it's probably, I will yeah. say, I will say that last week Sky Blue and Tony Storm wrestled, and it was glorious. I guess, yeah, yeah, we say I'm making no, the most I, glorious no, like, matchups ever. Like you, like you said, we we all we all won with that one. We and, all uh, won. Everybody who watched won that won that night, right? I mean, there's two gloriously. Uh, thick-thighed women going at it. I mean, just I mean, what what a what a wonderful. I get uh, I give props to one woman's match on WrestleMania that I think might be worth watching, and that is Charlotte Rhea Ripley because the last time they did it at Mania a couple years ago it was yeah. the best match. But yeah, but Charlotte and Rhea Ripley are the unique kind of women that can actually wrestle, uh, unlike exactly. most of their fucking contemporaries. Yeah, I'll and Charlotte this. Charlotte channels her father in ways that just make me very happy as an '80s guy. I I was I was into the hardcore wrestling back in the day, and like, and I gotta say, there was like I want to say it was last year, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker in AEW, they had a match for like the title, and it was like hardcore. I was so blown away. I was so blown away. And it was like, I, I would got, be, I would be furious. That's happened, why I don't watch AEW. That would piss me the fuck off. No, my God. But I'm telling you, it was like, I swear to God, I thought it was, I thought Cactus Jack was going to no, pop because out it's of not, the fucking screen. Like, yo, they, like they had thumbtacks. They had bags of thumbtacks. They had fucking. I'm about to channel shit. my inner Jim Cornette here. But like that's the last thing I ever want to see because it diminishes anybody else doing it. It makes the whole fucking thing. You, look, everybody knows the shit's fake, but you got to suspend disbelief to enjoy it to some yeah. degree. I can't suspend disbelief when the women are taking harder, bigger, crazier bumps than big, well-trained dudes. Yeah, it makes everything it, else on the show look ridiculous. It looked cool. It looked cool in that. Sure, like, it would okay. look cool, but then. But then the two yeah. guys who go on after that and John Moxley's cutting his forehead on camera like a. 
Yeah, like, look, now I will say, look, John John Moxley, he's got to stop with the fucking he's bleeding. Trash. Like, he needs yeah, to he's trash. He needs to stop wrestling. Like, every time he gets into a wrestling match, he breaks himself open. Like, like, like come on, stop He's it. cut himself on camera. He bleeds yeah. on camera yeah. every fucking week. Even, even CM Punk gave a fucking riff about him. Like, when they were going at it, it's like, oh, I... I, we better not fight because then you're just going to all you're going to do is bleed all over me. It was yeah. funny. It was funny. What what the what the fuck are uh, uh, who the now my question is what the fuck are the Paul brothers doing? The oh, oh, the pa- oh well, they're, they're Logan Paul's killing it, dude. Yeah, like, he's yeah, that legit. was they, they, he had a pretty cool uh, he had a pretty cool thing with Ricochet at the Royal Rumble where they like jumped into each other from both yeah. went across the ring to run into each other it was it was fucking fabulous but like uh but yeah i think he logan is fighting seth rollins, seth rollins i guess yeah. so which is but look to be fair both of look seth rollins is a pretty good technical wrestler so that should be he's a also good a great He's also a great dance partner. Like he'll lead through a match, a rookie, and that's yeah. why that's why it's him and not Ricochet. I bet anything. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I I think it's pretty. Yeah, it, for WrestleMania, you want like you want somebody like Rollins, like because yeah. he can handle that. I don't. And he know can if... still do some crazy shit too. Maybe not yeah. as crazy as Ricochet, but I, I still remember the uh, when he like did a stomp. Uh, uh, out of an RKO or, or whatever, like he's done some wild shit at WrestleMania, so mm-hmm. I, I think that'll be that'll be the sleeper match of the whole fucking show, honestly. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I I, I think this card, I think this WrestleMania card is actually pretty good. Probably the one of the better ones that I've seen in a long time. How about how about Ray versus his scumbag son? Everybody wants. Oh to see my him god. Great. Brilliant! You know this because this is the first. This is the first WrestleMania that Triple H is going to be completely in charge of. So, and and you notice there's a lot of like long term storyline telling with sure. with this one. I I like it. Like with especially the bloodline, you have a lot of bloodline long term storytelling with it, and it's it's Roman's like really been the cool champ for like three fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but it's really cool like and that's what you want you want you really want that long-term stuff because it plays in like it keeps you wanting like wondering what's going to happen next and it's like the biggest change that triple h made uh in my opinion and for the better was the first thing he did was reduce the pay-per-view schedule down to about four or five major events yeah and uh i am all for i love it now because i said yeah. I only watch the big events right. and then I watch some YouTube clips for five minutes. I'm right. not watching a three hour show. So it makes those events special. Uh, my wife and son watch them with me. We, we order out, we have snacks. It's, yeah. it's a blast. Uh, if it were every month, we wouldn't be doing that. Right. Yeah. It, usually it's... if they do them every month, they suck anyway. Yeah. It's just like 12 pay-per-views a year to just fill the calendar, you know? It's tough. Like the my, and and Triple H was saying was was saying something about it too. Like he can't obviously he's probably not going to be able to do anything about it from a you know, from a programming perspective, but like he was saying one of the things he'd change would be like raw cuz raw is like 3 hours long. Like he, he, that's that's tough. It's it's tough to fill fill 3 hours of 
you know, TV in terms of like professional wrestling, like two hours is probably more than enough time to get what you get, get what you want. But it's like, well, now, now that the, you know, you got Comcast paying inordinate amounts of money to, for, for this three, three hour programming, then, you know, you have to do what you have to do. But yeah, I, I mean, there, you, 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 you want feed, the, you want something that feeds into the bigger thing, right? And like, I, I feel like they finally done it. Like they finally started doing it again with Vince McMahon. They got very, I don't know. I they they, it was very predictable, very short term, quick of the you know, quick of the moment type shit, and like. With, with Triple H, it feels like, because obviously he's been doing it for so long, you have that long-term, long-term story, storytelling. And it's it's just way better. It's way better to see. Yeah, it's, um, it's not quite Memphis to me, but it's no. been good. It's been yeah. good. It's been a lot of crap, too. Like, uh, well, you got to work into it. Fucking well, top I mean, dollar. Top dollar. Fire that fucking guy. Get rid yeah, of yeah. Well, yeah. Even Michael Cole's shitting all over him, right? Yeah. Like, get, get rid of that piece of shit. But I mean, um, but with there's a bunch of people that you could just fucking get rid of tomorrow. They're definitely in the right direction. They're definitely in the right direction uh, with the long term stuff. Because, like, obviously, with long term storyline, you're going to need time to develop mm-hmm. the long term storytelling. So it's not like so. It's not completely. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to not only see WrestleMania, but then the Raw after WrestleMania to see what kind of storylines they're going to try to start. You know, I think I think my big thing is uh, I think after WrestleMania, they need to bring Braun Breaker, a.k.a. A- 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 let's let's call it what it is. Brock Steiner yeah. needs to get main roster debut. Uh, it'd be great to have a Steiner on TV. He's got mm-hmm. the look. He gets it. Everybody knows he's a fucking Steiner. Let's just. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. Let's not Braun Breaker. Like, like, let's. He's his name is Brock Steiner. Jesus, why does well, he need I mean, a fake no, name? It, yeah, well, I think Brick is it. Is it Brick Steiner or something like that? I think his last name is something like Brick Steiner, and that's kind of where the Breck Breakers comes from. Yeah, yeah, but like everybody knows he's a Steiner. Yeah. He looks like a fucking Steiner, yeah. and uh, I think it's uh, especially older fans like myself would appreciate yeah. you just. Look, his fucking well, dad and his uncle are two of the greatest of all time. I think I think he I think it was he didn't want to be t- originally tied into his father. Yeah, like well, that, he shouldn't was, look like him. You like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that ship sailed a long fucking time yeah, ago. But I think but I mean I I respect I respect you wanting to like kind of, you know, do your own like like you want you yeah. want to be Nate like you want to be known for your own shit but like I mean to be yeah you're right to be like look at Charlotte Flair like there was no fucking way she was gonna like escape I was watching her baby face promo from I think Raw which she's not a great baby face but she I mean neither was Rick right Rick was always yeah. better as a heel but she the mannerisms the yeah. fucking the way she points I, I, again as like a Ric Flair fucking Mark yeah. from back in the day, it, it's uncanny how much she channels her dad. Yeah, uh, and she's leaned so far into it. I don't think he has to go that far, but no, man, I, I think he I looks like a Steiner. 
I think Charlotte's a little bit better though, because like she, you could tell with her, with her crowd work. I think her crowd work might actually be better than Ric Flair. Ric Flair was fucking stabbed by the crowd, so I will disagree with you on that. Well, no, I mean, I'm talking like her interactive, her interactive crowd work. Now the promos are never. She's never going to beat Ric Flair on the promos. She's like, no matter how hard she tries. But no, I think she has like, her own little like cool confidence that does suit yeah, her well. Like she reacts like if she gets booed, she reacts fairly well. Like that I'm that that's what I mean. Like when she, she's great being a bitch, right? That's her fucking yeah, specialty. Yeah. But I mean but I mean she reacts well in that regard. But like as far as promos go, there she'll never like that that like Ric Flair's a legend. Yeah, it well it's like promos. who can be Ric Flair on the mic or in the ring? Like I still yeah. haven't seen too many people I put yeah. on this level. Well, and I it's funny that you bring that up because like in terms of this this isn't quite the same thing, but um like in terms of the music world, Sting's son um is basically his carbon copy even plays like uh even even plays like his dad does he does so, he sing songs about perversion and shit like uh, yeah he, he actually he actually does <laughs> don't so. stand so close to me tell me that wasn't a fucking perverted song oh wait oh well well you know well you know that sting was a school teacher and at like an all girls oh so he said we're sorry sang a song about trying to fuck his students or some shit yeah no that that's uh that's all for real dude so you you know what you know what music i i watched this old school 80s music video and it warped my fucking mind forever right barry mardones into the night yeah, Fuck yeah, my world up. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. You, you sent, you sent that to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Did that, and, did that not fuck you? Yeah, did, did that not warp it? Look, everybody and, I've showed that video to, it has <laughs> fucked them up mentally, right? And and then and then and then I sent and then I sent it to a friend, and he was like, "What the fuck, dude? Why did you send me this?" Dude, the '80s were fucked, man, and that was like what that was when. MTV started like yo that there there was like one of the earliest I want to say it was like one of the one of the 20 first 20 videos that MTV ever put out I'm like what the fuck man well they also uh early early on they did that um dire straits video for money for nothing yeah which imagine that that like yeah like what the fuck that would never fly today that would never fly today even though it's tongue in cheek, right? Yeah, yeah. That that is that is also one of my all time favorite albums. But it was just like the the persistence so. of perversion with this Barry Mardonis guy, right? The, it starts with him first. It starts with him going to the dad, going to the girl's house, and the the big burly dad answers the answers the door. Is like she's just six. 15 years old leave her alone they said and then so you think that would be the end of it but then he fucking goes around the corner and stalks her in her fucking window and starts singing i'm like okay that's that's uh, fucking well like e- e- even mainstream of that area uh like a, somebody's watching you turn in japanese a song about yeah. fucking jerking off 
The 80s was wild. Yeah. <laughs> 90s was wild too, uh, to be uh, fair. Apparently, apparently, Phil, that's not what that song was about at all, according to uh a, there was like an interview with Barry Mardones before he died. Um mm-hmm. and the song was about something completely different, but you could yeah. dude, they to- if they did that, that they totally fucked it up, man. Cause that's like and then even the even after stalking, even after stalking the girl in the window, then he fucking calls her from a payphone and starts singing. And then it's like, and then after that, and then after that, he the goes fucking into her house, carpet into a window, rolls the fucking carpet up, like yo, I'm like, and it starts making out with this young looking, and she's like, she she looks, yeah, it's not like a, oh. Oh, she's messing around with a 15-year-old that maybe might look 18 or something like that. No, it's a 15-year-old that probably looks 13. Like, yo, you should be in jail. Well, right? Another another number one hit in the era was Winger's song, She's Only 17. Yeah, but even 17, like, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, barely legal or whatever. Right. Still, it's still a little edgy. Yeah. It, it well, ruined I mean, their career in the in the end. Yeah. I mean, well, most most ba- most rock bands had that one song that was like p- completely fucking perverted. I mean, the Police had a shit ton of them, but like, like at least the the eighties bands, like Rolling Stones, had one. Fucking Frank Pearl Zappa had, had a whole album. Yeah, Kiss had Christine sixteen. You had fucking Ted Nugent had Jailbait. Like yo, yeah. like damn. No, that 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 was that was Motorhead that had Jailbait. Oh, both. Was- is Motorhead did that jailbait? Okay. No, they both have yeah. a song called Jailbait. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks was also if if you've listened to Edge of Seventeen, that is basically about an older one going after a, you know, an underage boy. Yeah. Which, which to be fair, at that time, I mean, if if I were a teenage boy back then i i don't think yeah i would have necessarily well, rejected if we're if we're, if we're going that route right hot for teacher yeah oh yeah i'm saying hot for teacher. which by the way is still an amazing video oh yeah it's still one oh, of the yeah. i i watch that all the time you know i'm i'm a fucking music nerd you know that's my who, fucking specialty now max who who is better uh hagar or raw in the in the van. oh that's not even a, david lee roth it's not even a contest yeah yeah, yeah no i van but, hagar has some bangers but it's nothing like david but lee but max you would be you would be surprised whenever i asked that on twitter a literal civil war like, i bet i will say i'll say this uh i've i've seen van halen uh I've gone, I, I've actually, I actually went backstage and I've actually like shook hands with David Lee Roth, but he was very kind of like above it. Like he's like, he like, he like look at you like a peasant or whatever. He wasn't really like a, I don't know, backstage he was kind of like a dick and not yeah, like but- the, like, yeah, like where I, where I, we, I saw, I saw Sammy Hagar in Cabo, like back when he still had the Cabo Wabo in uh, in uh, Cabo San Lucas, and like he was one of the most coolest sons of bitches I I think I've ever been around. Like, 
it was all about the party, all about the party scene, all about the freaking like. Uh, I mean, it was cool. It was cool, and like, and he he had the, he has this birthday party every year, and he fucking plays it down. Like it's yeah, it's some solid shit. But like, now you're but, you're one of the only people I know too that likes Gary Sharon, not because of anything. No, else. I was giving you shit for that. Don't even go there. I was just doing that as a joke. I I, I did that just to see how many people I could piss off, and clearly it worked. Like obviously Gary Sharon is not the best Van Halen singer. I mean, come oh, on. Oh no, not not in Van Halen, but in Triumph, he's pretty. He's actually yeah, pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, no, I was saying it's like, yeah, because because I I put out a tweet a, a year or two back that said Gary Gary Sharon hot take Gary Sharon is a better lead singer than David Lee Roth. Yeah, and but- Sam lost his shit. I bet. Yeah, that yeah, that 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 tweet that tweet was that tweet actually was in directly reply to my tweet of um of Roth or Hagar, which got a lot of people on the topic of like eighties, eighties like hair metal kind of vibe. Uh you guys into Steel Panther at all? If you're not, yeah. if you do, if you're not familiar, check out their their song that just came out like this year, I think. 1987 is the fucking jam. That is like an absolute like it it belongs in 1987, but it's also really funny, you know. Yeah, no, I 1987 I know. will always be the year where men will make up than women, and no one seemed to care. <laughs> it's, yeah, that, that's that's a uh, absolute classic, and they they have a guitar pedal in the music video for it that is like this really cool looking 1987, and apparently they're selling it now, and I have to fucking grab it just because it looks cool. I don't care what it does. <laughs> it's an effect pedal that looks like it belongs out of 1987, like like it should be on Poison's amplifier or something, and I want it. Wolfgang Van, Wolfgang Van Halen is, you know, like you talk about, you know, we're talking about kids of famous celebrities. Wolfgang Van Halen can actually. Oh, like, one of the most easily one of the most talented kids out there because like he yeah. does literally everything like he does everything. Like even with Van, like even with Van Halen, he could do he could do the guitars, bass, drums for all their shit. Like it was impressive. See, yeah, it was impressive. See, I got my my guitar is '80s as fuck. Hold on, it's fucking Tiger Print. There you go. I had to get Tiger Print black. That's nice. That's know. nice. Glenn Burton. Handmade. Very good. I, I played the shit out of this thing since fucking COVID happened and uh, having a lot of fun. Also, someone in the Odyssey chat, I guess, mentioned your Trump 2024 flag. Yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly you must be new here because Max has had that for uh Take America back is a better slogan than anything he's come out with, but I get why he wouldn't use it. But I've actually had this since 2020. As soon as the election was over, as soon like after January sixth and everything, and I was like, "All right, well, round three, let's fucking go." Yeah, 
it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot harder this time around. It's just I, like, we'll I, see. I, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if it, it'd be nice if he won again, but like, I like there's so many States now that are like corrupt beyond repair. Like that weren't re- in 2016. Like I look at Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, like a lot of these you. states. We, we got an uphill corrupt. battle. But on the flip side of that, if you ask people uh, economically, were you better off in 2019? Uh, it's hard to say where people are going to vote based on that. But no. if if it was, I think if it, I think if it's a, if it was a fair fight, Trump would win landslide i think he's gonna win in a landslide in an unfair fight and i believe that and i said the same thing in 20 i was less sure in 2020 because of all the fucking shit that was going on but i was i actually said not only did i endorse trump the day he came down the escalator because i'd been a fan for like 20 years but um also i said he's gonna win and everybody laughed at me and it it, Mm -hmm. which is funny because that happened with ann coulter on bill maher like the same weekend But like all my friends, we used to do a Friday, like open panel discussion show. And I was just like, yeah, uh, I'm endorsing Trump. Yeah. And also, I think he's going to win. And they all just laughed at me, but they stopped laughing pretty quickly. There's, I, I just think, I have like, the same feeling now. Now, maybe that's yeah. just my feeling. But uh, I do think I just, that this is going to be we have to put in a fight one way or I, the other. I think I think he's going to have a harder time because it's a like there's states that have gotten more corrupt, mainly mainly uh, Pennsylvania and Michigan. Those were states that he won back in 2016 mm-hmm. that are now corrupt beyond repair. I mean, you look at fucking Gretchen Whitmer, like, you know, the, the only reason really is that she's still the, the fucking governor is the top two candidates were kicked, the Republican candidates were kicked out for like some fucking signature error or something like that and then the one got charged the the third guy got charged with something or whatever so it was like the fourth runner-up for the for the republican nomination and it was like an easy street like i don't know it's just Uh, like i'm I'm not saying it's gonna be easy i'm just saying i believe in my cause and even if we lose I'm no 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 I, I, on. i'm not saying i'm not saying not don't believe in it and don't still fight i'm just saying ooh, we you'd have you you got to be mindful you got to be mindful of the the corruption going on in these fucking states yeah well well i mean I, for me well, it brings I, me to my other big thing on that is like this is why getting involved in local politics matters uh even if you're not running Right. Mm -hmm. Just knowing who is running. Most people, they just they just, you know, whatever party it is in their area that people vote for, they'll vote Mm -hmm. for that guy. And it's not really getting people into positions they really like. So, you know, maybe just whoever the incumbent is, Republican, Democrat, don't Mm -hmm. matter If, if your mayor is a fucking one or the other. Maybe just vote for the other guy just for the fuck of it. You know, maybe or if you really want to have some change, get involved with elections, start be be a poll taker, be Mm -hmm. a fucking, you know, ballot harvester like uh, and Trump was saying we should be doing that. And he's not wrong. If if that's the game now, then that's the game we need to play. If they're fighting dirty, you you better be fighting dirty, too. But it's not even dirty. Right. They said it's fine. So, okay. 
In fact, they said it's the most free and fair election in fucking America. Okay, fine. Then that's the game we're playing now. Then we're going to, I'll tell you, I'm going to go and and I'm going to, you know, harvest some ballots. I'll tell you, look, this Russia, Ukraine shit could sink this fucking country. Like, it really could sink this fucking country. And like, like Trump is literally the only fucking person that's like not down with any of this shit. Like, yeah, he's not down with any part of this fucking conflict. And they, they and they, like they nothing would have happened if he was still if he was still. Commander. Yeah, we wouldn't be in. The, we well, wouldn't be doing like we're technically. This, I guess we're not boots on the ground, but we're basically in the fucking. We're basically it's a it's a proxy war. It's a proxy yeah. war. And and it's like we've already spent like a hundred billion over a hundred billion dollars, and it's not changing. Like Russia, Russia's Russia's going to wipe out Ukraine. It's just all a matter of time. It's like like does it happen now or does it happen later? Like, and and we spent all that money being spent, and for what? To give defense contracts to fucking uh, and then, and then to buy off and to buy off the. Uh, the Ukraine hierarchy. And then once, and then once that, once Ukraine goes to hell, they're, they're going to take their money and move to the fucking Europe or the United States. I think Zelensky has a fucking villa in Miami or some shit. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's going to have, he's going to be a movie star when this is over. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Fucking disgusting is what it is. Yeah. And 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 the other thing is, I do actually empathize with the Ukraine, the average Ukrainian guy yeah. that's literally fighting for his fucking his his nation, his country, his territory, his his family, right? Yeah. So on the one hand, I have immense empathy because they were it's a war of aggression that's not their aggression. So I'm inherently yeah. Um, it's not. We, we had Kurt Doolittle on two weeks ago. He has some. We'll have to have him back to talk about Ukraine because he used to live there and he has some pretty strong opinions on it. Mm-hmm. And his are basically similar to mine is like the reason it's taken so long and been so tough for Russia is because Ukrainians are kind of a badass people, but well, there, it's you can different... only deal with so many waves of the horde See, before you're fucked. Yeah. We are used to, we are used to Iran and Afghan, Iraq and Afghanistan, but, but really those were smaller already war-torn countries that we kind of, yeah. and we kind of just went through quick we just inserted we even, ourselves into their civil wars and we didn't happened. give a shit we didn't give a shit about international law or the geneva conventions we didn't do any of that shit like we we bombed civilians we bombed children and fucking all that shit we didn't give a fuck like like with russia they actually we're mindful because it was like, and you you heard mo- some of these people. They're like, no, we don't we don't want to kill Ukrainians. These are our Slavic brothers. Like, we're not trying we're not trying all that. And like, so that so there's a little bit of a they're they're being more cautious, which of course, you know, I, I would say a- as at, on the meta, that's true. There's obviously, and this is a, like reality of war. You guys, you just got to understand there's been atrocities on both sides. Um, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and that's war in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that I, I look, if Russia really wanted to, you know, institute a draft and go all in. Yeah. If they wanted to, if they truly would have wanted to, they could have bulldozed that fucking country within a month. 
Yeah, like, but they just they didn't want to tear down the infrastructure and every fucking yeah. thing else. They wanted to quote unquote liberate it because there's Russian history in that country too. It's not right. like you, you know, uh, but and and Trump fucking saw it. Like he's like, no, why are we do? Why are we getting involved in this shit? It's ridiculous. Like the the, the my, with you had Obama fucking aiding the Maidan coup, and like you know, and then Trump's like, what the fuck are we doing? Right? Yeah. Well, and I always like to point out specifically, Obama, everybody rewrites history that Obama won because everybody was just so fucking happy to vote for the black president, right? That's not why he won. He won because he ran on the premise that he was going to end both of the wars. Yeah. He instead initiated well, several more. Well, he he won he won because he wasn't George Bush. That's, he that's, was, yeah, that's, he wasn't George Bush, and he said we were going to end the war. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he's the exact opposite. I'm, I'm vote. I didn't vote for him, but like, I get it, right? Yeah, it make it makes sense why most people voted for him, and they completely whitewashed that from history because he lied. Mm-hmm. He'll say he changed his mind when he talked to the generals, but he lied. Yeah, he he, he had no intention of going through with it. Obama dropped could drop more drone attacks than I think any president in American history. Like, yeah, you know, they were like, Oh, well, we're going to, he was all like, Oh, we're going to get out of war, but we're still going to drop drones. Fuck them. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's horrible. And and that led to Trump because it was, again, another eight years of broken promises and hope and change that never fucking came. And he, but, 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 and, and, and one of the things that, that that's prob- that's going to make him popular outside of the mainstream media is he went after he's went after the intelligence community and he's went after the fucking military industrial complex, which, of course, they're corrupt. Mm-hmm. Of course and he's suffering corrupt. the We're consequences of that. We're seeing it like, yeah, yeah the fucking um, the, the de- defense secretary, Lloyd Austin. He's a fucking board member of Raytheon. Of course, there's going to be corruption there. Yeah. It's built into the cake. It's uh, it's unfortunate. And that that the, the, the war issue is more than anything. Why I was a Trump supporter, the economy second. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm an economy nut. And also, I, I'll say this in my adult life. Right. Uh, I, I graduated high school in 2002 when the economy was actually meh. It was meh. It wasn't good. It wasn't really bad. Then we got to 2008 in the crash. Most of my adult life, the economy sucked or was meh. Then Trump came in and the economy started booming. And yes, it benefited me directly. I made more money than I ever have in my adult life. I got more opportunity. Um, things, things were really great for me personally and my family. And, uh, immediately, well, I will say COVID kind of started it, but like financially we were still doing fine. It was when Biden came in, uh, you know, the, the anti fucking energy practices, uh, closing down the pipelines, Mm -hmm. all this fucking shit immediately tanks everything. And then the inflation hits from, you know, let's, let's be real. The amount of spending since 2008 has Mm -hmm. been off the fucking chain and it came back to fucking bite us. Trump is not innocent in that. He Mm -hmm. spent some money too. uh, But, you know, Bush and Biden combined spent like 10 times as much. But still, it comes back to fucking bite us. Economy is fucking shit. 
so for me it's those two issues the war and the economy and um you know some people like DeSantis or whatever i don't think he's uh particularly um outside of that establishment enough for me without yeah. without disparaging him i mean it no, literally he... came out this week like jeb bush is a part of his campaign team yeah, that I, that, I have that makes time. me nervous. Yeah, that makes me big time nervous. Yeah, even at, even even as a guy who likes DeSantis as governor, I I saw that and I went. I just don't want. I don't want him to run just because of the because he's done such a great job with Florida. Like, what the that, fuck that, are you doing? That that's that's my whole thing. I don't want. I don't want him to run because I'm. He's not going to beat Trump. Like he's not going to beat Trump in a primary. He's not going to do it. Like what are you doing? What are you he, doing? Like you're and you're going to leave Florida. You're going to leave Florida to fucking hang. Like what? What the shit? Well, and also, and a lot of a lot of people don't even talk about this here. Like when he initially when he initially uh, said that he was running for re-election here. He said point blank that he wasn't going to be running for president until at least 2028 because he was interested in finishing the work that he started here. Now, of course, he could have been lying, but I do think know. he's being. I think he's being pressured, but that's yeah, a, that's yeah. My concern. He's got he's got a lot of important people fucking pressuring him into making that move, but and it, yeah. it, and it won't like. Here's the reality of it. I know that the DeSantis people don't want to like admit this, but like he's not going to beat Trump in a primary. Sorry, no, it's just not going to yeah. happen. No, it's I not mean I happen. So I he mean, can I... damage Trump, I guess, if that's if that's all they want. But if he just wants to be the establishment's hatchet man, then I'd never vote for him. I, I think the best. I will. I will respect him immensely if he just stays the fuck out of it, or if he gets all in and just goes at Trump. Like let them fight because I believe my candidate will win trump will get trump will you know get in the ring with you you know yeah and yeah, I, trump... I just like it it, it, it not only did the but there is going to be some there's some votes that that i don't want to say he'll take from trump but like and i don't think and i don't think that like like Mike Pence and fucking Nikki Haley they're both fucking jokes like well, why the fuck are you even here like backup plans in case DeSantis doesn't run. They want yeah, that, like, they just want them to do damage Trump and then write a book. Yeah, but they're not gonna fucking damage like neither of them. They're gonna they're probably gonna get like three or four percent of the vote at most. At well, most. No, I, I mean it's not it's not about the vote, right? They're Trump gonna will wipe his ass with Mike Pence. They're gonna try and take heavy shots at him. Uh what's what's his face? The other guy there, um the fucking secretary of state. Pompeo, like all of them, yeah, they're gonna be like, oh, when I was working with Trump, blah blah. Nikki Haley will do this. It's there's a reason it's all people that worked for him, right? Mm -hmm. They're hatchet men. They were promised that if they fucking do this and then they write a book, China will buy a fucking million copies of it. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't know. I, I wonder. I wonder how 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 China is gonna operate that shit though, because. Like, Same way they've always been. Like, here's the thing: when I talk about the like radicalism, they don't like, I don't think they like. I don't think they like Biden right now. They damn sure don't respect him. Like, that's exactly why they would prefer him. Yeah, that's true. Because they don't that's respect. True. I mean, 
Asian politics is a different animal. This is why yeah. Trump did so well with fucking uh, Kim, right? It's yeah. like he was a strong man. Kim talked some shit. Trump talked it back and, and he gained respect. Next thing you know, they're shaking hands and Trump's yeah. the first president in North Korea. Um, Asian politicians don't re respect weak leaders and yeah. biden's a weak leader and yeah. they don't re they don't respect us also they fund both sides anyway uh yeah. this, this is like a provable thing yeah go look up richard's anybody in chat that wants to do this exercise go look up richard spencer's bitcoin wallet and go go see who's donating to him and then while you're at it go also check out the public bitcoin wallet for dc antifa you'll notice that the same bitcoin wallet which has Chinese uh, lettering in the blockchains, gave both of them $100,000 on the same day at the same time. Why would they give Richard Spencer and DC Antifa money? To keep because, them fighting. To keep them fighting, because it causes yeah. chaos. And that is how China operates. They donate to your favorite streamers, and they say they give extreme super chats. I'm not kidding. Like, this is a real mm -hmm. thing. Like, Tim Pool gets super chats from China, and, and they do it so often and over again that it leans these creators towards their fucking positions. And their position is always one of whatever creates the most chaos in American society. Fuck China. Fuck the CCP. There will not be peace until the CCP is dead. Can't and see that a, on YouTube and either. But and that's what fucked this up too, because I think Trump understood this too. Like, he... he he understood that like a rut like the, going after russia would probably join them closer to china right and like and they they go together so far like russia and china go together like peas and carrots like and uh, fucked up peas and carrots cuz like you know china has you know china has manufacturing they have people they got all this tech They've got semiconductors, chips. They've got, and then, and like, and Russia needs them. And then Russia has food, wood, beef, oil, all that shit. And they like, don't, but they don't, by China the way, have it. the semiconductors. Uh, that's, that? They don't have the semiconductors. That's their biggest problem. That's, uh, well, they, that's a, they do. They just don't have as many as like Taiwan, but no, they have access to uh, others. But yeah. uh, where we're coming, uh, so the field I work in, it's so. a significantly smaller share than Taiwan, but they, and they do have, and they're significantly share. worse to the point that they don't use them for anything useful. Um, almost a, a, the entirety of the Chinese market, smartphones, computers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the chips are all from Taiwan almost. And that's their pro. That's why they want Taiwan, obviously. Right? Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll talk about, Oh, it's part of fucking Chinese empire and whatever, but, but they really just care about the chips. And that's why, you know, in, Intel uh, striking up uh, manufactories in Israel, as well as the U.S., uh, along with AMD, um, mm -hmm. extending uh, a lot of stuff over here. And, of course, our, our tight relationship with South Korea. Um, this is why like, everybody wants to talk about goddamn European politics. But, like, I've had my focus on the Pacific for, like, 20 fucking years because that's where I think the future is. And... Uh, if China is still going to be the CCP, this communist fucking thing, 
there are other places that we could have more influence in like South Korea, India, Japan. Um, yeah, but and, we're fucking that up, up too. I, I we're know. We're fucking that up. That BRICS, that BRICS thing is terrifying. Yeah. That BRICS thing is terrifying. Because that's Brazil, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and Saudi Arabia is looking to fucking join it. You've got all kinds, all these other countries that are looking to join this thing. And if the, all of those countries de-dollarize, we're fucked. Yeah, I don't. Um, I could go on a big economic spurg about why that's not very likely, but uh, we'd be here all night. Yeah. That, but I mean, uh, that, my... it's, it's already started, like, like especially, and I'm paying attention to Saudi Arabia. If they drop the fucking dollars, or if they even go to an alternate, like, to an alternate currency for other, it, uh, with other transactions for oil, like, boy, we're going to be in a world of hurt. I look at that. Yeah, and that, I, I say, mean. Mm. They lose yeah, an economic no, war. Uh, spoiler. They lose an economic war. They actually like here's here's China's conundrum. They need to take us militarily. That's it. That's their only option. And they're not the reason they haven't make it made those advances yet is because they know as well as we know that they're not capable of that. Uh, they could right. be. They could become capable. I'm not going to count that out, but they're smart enough to know that right now they can't take that fight. They think they can win an economic war, but they, well, they the other... can't. Well, they, well, they, they here's the here's the, the problem is they can't. Like they themselves can't. But if you start teaming people up, like like Saudi Arabia, like Russia, like India, like Brazil, like Argentina, like 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 now all of a sudden it gets pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. Uh... I still wouldn't bet against America in the long term on that. Uh, and the reason is, is because China in particular is the focal point of the whole thing. And China's uh, currency is so fucking manipulated and, and not worth anything right now. There, I mean, we, everybody seems to forget China is in a way worse economic collapse than we are. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, but I'm saying, it's a, look, but, but here, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying though. Um, with the right leadership in charge, things could change in an instant. Like say, say Trump were to win in like 2024 shit changes in an instant. Cause then everybody and their fucking mother is going to want to work with America again. Right. It's going to be like nothing ever happened. Right. But like, but if we get four more years of Biden, now all of a sudden things get real scary, really scary, really quick. Cause oh, he's, got yeah. some, he's got some, incompetent motherfuckers working working in his shit and that's the scary part it's not it's not so much oh oh we're fundamentally changing for the worse it's like no we have the potential to flip it on its fucking head overnight if the right leadership is in charge yeah the problem is we've got incompetent fuckers at every point in in the administration so it's like I would, I would, uh, I would counter that by saying that yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. China is in the same, if not worse, straits as yep. is as is Russia, as evidenced by a lot of their fucking uh, military blunders uh, on the the well, leadership we, level. Yeah, well, let's like, bro. If they, look, I'll say this: 
if they didn't win that war in a month, it's a blunder. Sorry. It just is. It just is. I see it. I see. I see it a little differently than you from a, like from a strategy. Like I see what I see, what Russia was doing. Oh, I know what they were doing. Strategies perspective. And it's, it's a, a, but they look stupid because it did it. Like it's not quite what they were going for. You know what I mean? Well, it's not, it's, or I should say it's easy for the media to make them look stupid. Yeah, but but again, the but but I mean, the media is just a glorified propaganda machine, and I mean, right? Like, but you don't make it easy for them, and Russia has. Well, but I mean, well, Russia's was going to do what it was going to do, sure, and like every and. But if your if, regard, you're try, if your argument shit. is that their military is like hyper competent, I just disagree. They 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 don't give like I'm well I'm saying from a lot of these guys fucking fled. Because they they were drafted and they were a bunch of like heroin addicts and they didn't want to be that, there. That's a fucking blunder, right? Well, uh, okay. And, and again, I like like there there there's a little bit of pushback to that because there's um like first off of the war, there's going to be a lot of people fleeing. Like there were people that were fleeing. There were people fleeing with the Iraq war. There were people fleeing like. Sure. But like they, yeah. they purposely sent in like the dregs, like they went and drafted a bunch of fucking drug addicts. Right. And gave them guns and gave them a little bit of training and sent them down there. And it's no well, surprise that a large proportion of them either didn't want to fight or got killed. Well, or if you're they have be- what I'm saying is they have better fucking military than that. They sent them as cannon fodder and it, and it just looked bad. Yeah. So so I I, I think you're re- I, I I think you might be referring to the Wagner group, the the that were like recruiting people from prisons. And and by the way, we do that too. We no, do no, that. No, 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 no. I'm I'm well. talking I'm talking about the actual fucking uh the Russian <laughs> military. They took a lot of people, not in prisons, right? Russia's not a very rich country outside of Moscow. It's very rural. Mm -mm. And there's a high level of drug addiction in poor communities, just like there is here, right? And they they recruited a lot of them because it was like, hey, you can get money and, uh, you know, serve your fucking country. Here's something to do instead of being a fucking drug addict. And a lot of them took the money and fucking ran. I, I don't know. I don't know how um, how accurate that is. Not just for the, there is a piece of it that's accurate. That's not completely accurate. Not completely. So there was. So, so there is like a like they they started paying people a shit ton of money. Like, well, it's not a shit ton of money, but it's a shit ton to them. To them, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's um, and that's what I was getting at. Yeah, it's like a yeah. hundred bucks American or something like that. No, I mean it was. Uh, what the, I forget what the fuck it is. It's like, well, I know with the Wagner Group, it was something to the equivalent of like three thousand dollars a month or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about like um the the Russian military though. It was like well that's well, it's a hundred well, bucks to cover well, in case Wagner you died or something. A huge element. The Wagner Group is a huge element of that military. Like because they're like. They're like black. They're almost like Blackwater was for you know for for America right, during right. the Iraq War. Like, 
they they were doing all the they were doing all the excess fucked up shit that we didn't want the fucking military to do because we wanted plausible deniability, all that shit. Um, uh, I, I just think that don't think it's. I just think that they're saying, oh, they're they're competent, and everybody else isn't is a bit. Silly. No, 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 no. That uh, everybody's incompetent. There, there's levels of that's that's my take. Is everybody's incompetent? <laughs> Every government is incompetent. Well, there's, well, I mean, there's 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 competence, and then there's you know, there's levels of competence, like mm-hmm. some not so much. Some some yes, some no. Um, but we're go, but but like I'm saying, Russia was doing like. From from Please, what it looked uh, like from a tactical from what it looked like from a tactical standpoint, right? Was they weren't going into like originally they weren't going into Kiev to take Kiev over. They were doing it as a distraction so that way they could sweep up sweep up the Donbass, and that's exactly what happened. They just you know, and then once they swept up that Donbass, is that not using them as cannon fodder? Exactly huh? like is that not using people as cannon fodder? No, 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 no. No, you're you're sending, you're you're sending, you're sending about thirty to forty thousand troops just to create chaos and then pull them out. So that way, that's literally cannon fodder. You're expecting losses, though. Like there, there are. you're, You're splitting hairs with like exactly what I said, and and I understand that. I get it, but like. Well, it is canon. Like, if you're going to send 40,000 people there, knowing full well they're not going to win the battle, that's cannon fodder. Well, it's to create, it was to create a distraction. But it's Why? still cannon fodder. Cannon fodder is always to create a distraction. Are, are we still live? My uh, signal cut out there for a sec. Uh, let me see. It looks like we, we are. Like, yeah, because your, your thing cut off but i think we were still we were still chatting while you were cut yeah uh also shmuley is like much more versed in this shit and he told me he wants in <laughs> yeah I, I i was sending him the link right as my yeah. wi-fi took a shit so i gotta sh- i gotta roll out because uh because it's late yeah i well, just it's late. Well, realized yeah, that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 still at work and I gotta go home. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, it's right. it's been a pleasure, you know. Yeah, it it definitely has. We gotta do this again sometime. We will. Yeah, definitely we love to have you back. I, we will. I would love to be back. Um, and and I'm still trying. I'm still trying to work out my 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 podcast stuff, but I had a lot of shit going on, so I couldn't really do it as much as I wanted to. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm 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 still gonna need your help with that one, Sammy. But um Yeah, no problem. Yeah, all right. You have a good one, guys. Uh have a good night. Much appreciated. All right. Thank you, Black Fulfill. Uh you can follow uh Black Fulfill on Twitter at Black Pillfill. So um, that, was a good dude. that was that was a good conversation. I've enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we haven't had any guests for a few weeks. And, you know, uh, like I said, unfortunately, this, you know, this week has been a bit a bit of a clusterfuck in terms of the uh, news. But, you know, hey, at least we got, you know, 
we were able to turn the negative into somewhat of a positive, at least in terms of the show. So, um, yeah. But why don't we end the show on a somewhat positive note, I guess. And uh, Max, you said we have some Steam codes to give away, huh? Oh, that's that's correct. Um, how will we do this? Because you are across multiple chats. Um, the big one I'm going to give away on Rumble. So if you're not watching on Rumble right now, you're you're missing out. This game is uh, again. You can redeem this key on Steam, and so the big one for today will be. Um, I have two big ones today. I have Biomutant, which is a open world RPG where you like play as like a little fucking furry. Uh, it's a lot of fun though. He's like a little gunslinging samurai furry or whatever. It's pretty cool. Um, and the other one that I have is SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. And yes, that's a much better game than you probably think. Uh, also, uh, that is going to get dropped in the Rumble chat. So I'm just dropping the key in Rumble chat. I'll check in a couple minutes to see if anybody's redeemed it. Uh, and that's that's it. First come, first serve for that one. Uh, the other one for Biohazard, I don't know if you want to figure out a way to give it away. I don't want to just only give it to Rumble, right? We're across two platforms at least. Um, I'll tell you what. If you guys are listening to this on, well, let's see, it's Wednesday. We'll probably drop this the Spotify episode tomorrow um, morning. So right. So what. unfortunately, if you're not listening live, you know, you're missing out. Yeah. But. You know, maybe within like the next 24 hours, if someone wants to redeem it, we could do something like that, maybe. Okay, yeah. So, um, so if you hear me right now and you want this uh, game, Biohazard, which you can look yourself, it's a, uh, it's like a $25, $30 game when it's on sale. It's, uh, it's a pretty good little game. I beat it myself on the Steam Deck. And uh, what you should do is tweet at Sam on Twitter. And you should know his Twitter if you're a follower. And at him, um, I don't know. What do, what do you want them to fucking at you so you know it's for the key? At me that you're uh, that you listened to last night's uh, show. And what is my? I'll give a little pop quiz. And uh, wait, wait, I got I got the question. If they watch the show, right? What if it's you tweet him? The best Van Halen singer. Yeah. If you tweet him what you think is the best Van Halen singer, we'll pick from there. Hashtag Whitfield Report. And there we you, go. You can win that game. And if a lot of people do it, I have several other games that I might give out too. So just, you know, if a lot of people are doing it, don't mean you can't win. So at Sam on Twitter, tell him your favorite Van Halen singer. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can win this game for free. Easy. Easy. So, so, don't say we we never gave you nothing. No, I mean we I mean we've given a 
we will actually hopefully we can turn this into a regular thing. Um, I have a lot of codes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, if a lot of people enter, I'll tell you what other games would be on the chopping block if we get a lot of entries. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Le- Lego I Marvel. I think the codes are... The codes are fun. I wish, um, you know, we should definitely like add one to the end, maybe four people on Spotify one time when we do a pre-recorded. You know, just Hell yeah. yeah. at the end. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I, I we want to we want to hit all the platforms right and, and give yeah. everybody a chance. Uh, we exactly. Just, we're just happy. We're just. It's a thank you to all the fucking amazing support you guys have shelled out. And really supported Sam these last few weeks. And I wanted to give something back because, again, like I've always said, the guy deserves the success that he's getting. We're going to Clo- get more. Close to uh, close to 500 on the anniversary show. Yeah, uh, not, was... not, fi- not 5 million. I understand we're, you know, we're not at merch levels <laughs> yet on... Uh, on Rumble, but for but for that matter, hell, neither <laughs> neither is Steven Crowder uh, or Dan Bongino, who who is who is a fucking uh, investor in the company. Yeah. At the end but, of the day, Sam, you have more money than Mersh. Based uh, in I, true, I probably actually do. Um. Yeah, well, you're not well, out here. You're not out here begging <laughs> for donations. Like people send donations because they're kind and because they appreciate the job you did. But we haven't shilled for that shit once. Well, I did. I said people should join, and you should. If you're on Rumble right now, you should join uh, membership. Sam will get a hundred percent. That's pretty dope. Yeah, join. send your super chats. People were yeah, doing jo- that today. Join this. Join the uh, you know, I haven't haven't looked at locals that much, but I do have a channel, so maybe you all start posting stuff over on locals. Um, so join that mailing. We did, I did not forget, uh, audience about the t shirts. We are working on some Sam designs with uh, with my design department, aka my wife. Um, based uh, so we're, we're gonna come out with some some stuff fairly soon. Uh, she's she's having fun with it. No, no one's having more fun than us, folks. Straight up, no one. Yeah, I'm just triggered that I missed him. I I had questions for him that would have been fun. Oh yeah, you had a you had questions for Black Pill Phil. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you what I I think uh, I think at one point we should have, and we can do this now that we're on Rumble. We really should have a uh, just like a Ukraine discussion. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know if I'm prepared for that. I just, you know, he was talking a lot about tactics and stuff. uh, Yeah, strategy. I I, I wanted to see what his overall take. I got what what he was trying to do. Yeah, well, well, I understood what he was saying, but I, I wanted to ask him what he thought their overall objective was. Right true that's that's fair he he, it seemed like that's where he was going too yeah Um, and and i was just pushing back on i don't think that i don't think that any government is competent right now that's my take it wasn't it wasn't oh just russia bad it's it's Mm -hmm. i don't think ukraine's uh leadership is very good either except they're good at extracting money out of my fucking wallet 
Well, a faint, like he was talking about a faint. I mean, America did this very, very effectively, right? The Iraqis thought we were going to do a naval invasion. Yeah, and and look, I understand that fucking um, cannon fodder is not like a military, you know, term or whatever. But yeah, if you if you're gonna attack a city with no intention to win and expecting casualties, then those men are cannon fodder to you. Well, that's how I, I see it. I, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but it's just, it's just like if it was truly a feint, um, then like sending in the VDV to Hostmel Airport seems uh, absurd. And well, that's like, that's why I said you know more about the minutia of it than me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be, right? It, it's one of those things where like it's kind of uh, not falsifiable unless I had like an inside document and knowledge. I know? just know. I just know that I don't want them taking any more fucking money. That's um, what I know. I was also going to get into that because, yes, we've given lots of money to Ukraine, but the the number that most people are throwing around is inflated because they're including all of the weapons we gave them at their original price when we purchased them, right? Fair enough, yeah. So, I mean, if, if we send a 50-year-old missile that... Uh, we were about to dispose of and it cost money to dispose of it giving it to them yeah i mean it probably wasn't where you know it probably shouldn't be accounted for like five million dollars or whatever oh we definitely dropped surplus on them for sure yeah yeah You're right. so it, it, it you really would have to dig into the minutiae to have this that's why you know i'm not really prepared to to do that you know what i mean right right and we were just we were just shooting the shit at that point anyway uh, I'd love, yeah. like I say, I'd love them to come back on. Uh, it was an interesting, you had some interesting takes on shit. Great guest. Yeah. Yeah. Phil. You know, we got into wrestling and I know like there's a portion of the audience into that. So I tend not to talk about that on the internet. There's too many goddamn wrestling podcasts out there. So I, there, <laughs> there really are. Uh, I do. I listen to one and one only, and it's Jim Cornette. And yes, politically, he's as opposed to me as it comes. Uh, but when the man talks wrestling, he knows this shit. Well, and he's well, funny. Well, listen, we may have to get Jim Cornette on the show at one point. Just that because would be amazing. Just because Mersh hates him. So for no other reason than that, I kind of want to get him on the show. Just so that... Uh, just so that you know we can get that spurg out so yeah yeah i it'll never happen in a million years but it, it, we can dream i'll email him i'll say hey would you come on my disabled friends podcast and he well hey well hey we got we got kurt doolittle you know <laughs> true true no I, and that is a great segue we do have guests coming on in uh people's scheduling is is rough to work out on I hope uh, everybody enjoyed tonight's guest. Obviously I did. Um, but yeah, we, I am talking to people. Uh, we have people, I have people confirmed that they're going to do it. It's just a matter of scheduling conflict. Uh, so, you know, yes. keep, keep your eyes peeled on Wednesday nights. Cause if we're doing big interviews, it's going to be the Wednesday show. That's the flagship now. So, um, and of course check out, uh, there was there was low view numbers on Rumble even for uh, for the Monday show. Guys, go check out Sam's breakdown on the congressional hearings. It's actually really good. Yeah, and uh, we regarding TikTok, and I also talked about the uh, about the Internet Archive lawsuit, yep. 
which uh, apparently angered the uh, the the conservative boomers who are like, it's the Internet Archive is the same thing as piracy, torrenting, <laughs> torrenting is okay. It's a it's a bit more it's a bit more nuanced, and yeah, uh, it's 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 way no, it's not a I bit will more say this. nuanced. It's the, way the, more. The, it it really revolves around the textbook publishers in particular, and they have a bit of a fucking cartel going, and yeah. it was disrupted by the lending program, and yes, to a degree, the lending and letting people copy it is piracy, right? It is piracy. Uh, they're not wrong in that, uh, but the counter argument is is that a lot of the information on the archive is abandoned abandonware essentially yeah um, the yeah the, the but the textbooks are... the textbooks aren't and that's the fucking problem going against the textbook industrial complex is actually not a good idea unfortunately you know the archives had no choice we'll see how it turns out yeah the the other uh i mean the other big argument for the for the internet archive is with all these books with all these book publishers uh, wokeifying like classics, like uh, mm -hmm. like the Agatha Christie novels, and sadly the James Bond novels, mm -hmm. um, the Internet Archive is now uploading uh, these books. Raoul Dahl, right? in the, yeah, in in their original in their original uh, you know text. And these publishers are still getting mad. Well, why? You you abandon the original text uh, for your the problem. The problem is, is that, and this and this revolves around copyright law itself being archaic and uh, re the, like the Digital Millennium Copyright Act that they passed, the DMCA that we're all familiar with, was garbage when they passed it, and it was outdated when they passed it. Yeah, it does need to be re revamped. But it's if they do, it would get worse, right? We're in a catch twenty two where anything the government does, they they tend to make worse. So it's what do we do? I don't know. Um, but I do support the Internet Archive. Like I'm with them, and I am I'm, I'm with you. But when they just are giving away the textbooks to cost like four hundred dollars, like what did you expect to happen? These publishers, that's their. Like they, they get a cut off a of used book sales. Who else gets a cut off a of used sale of their product other than textbook manufacturers? You know, like used video games, they don't get like EA doesn't make a profit off of or whatever. Used textbooks because they make deals with all the college campus textbook stores and shit. It's, yeah. it's it literally is a cartel. <laughs> yeah, and, and they have a political ideology, of course. Of course, oh, of course, but it's yeah, not, the, not one we like. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I mean, that was all on the Monday show. We're still getting views almost to 500 on the uh, on the anniversary show, and yes, I realized that that was a long one, so uh, I realized that people are going back and watching different segments, sure. um, but nevertheless, I'm still glad that people enjoyed that. I'm glad the Apex Gamma was able to come back. Uh, that was for, fun. Yeah. Shout out to Apex. Show. And um, 
who knows he might be doing some music for us in the future i'm told i mean i mean so. crazy crazy as this is uh i just refreshed the rumble feed and we're already at 284 so things are going well uh, uh 284 on this one yeah this one right now and there's 12 people watching shout wow. out to you 12 you're you're the real troopers here you sat through all that shit you're amazing yeah yeah so uh anyway i think we've got some you know we're we're trekking forward so um and yeah we're we're doing things that we couldn't do on youtube before so anyway folks uh unless either of these two gentlemen have anything more to promote uh i think we'll call it a show so uh, not not currently uh cringing over coffee will return soon i've been putting a lot of effort into this show instead i hope the audience appreciates it it's been i know fun. i i know i certainly do and uh yeah we'll just keep uh all right we're just gonna introducing god so. these meandering endings you know an outro longer than the damn show yeah that's the best part yeah, and you know the the outros are going to keep getting longer the, the more people bitch about them. So. <laughs> the outro just got ten feet higher. <laughs> but anyway, so. you can follow me at at and on one two three seven six three zero one three three five. He's not kidding. No, he's he's not he's not kidding either. So. But uh, anyway, and but we'll but see. actually follow him though. It's, it's... Yeah, yeah. Please actually follow him. He does have good takes, and you often see uh, retweets of Kurt Doodles, uh Twitter. So, but anyway, <laughs> anyway that's about... your fucking sale of my Twitter. Is <laughs> you're just a vector for fucking retweeting Kurt now. <laughs> Yeah, and I no, would characterize you, my takes as good. Okay. No, you are you're you are you are Kurt's biggest fanboy, and you are also one of my biggest. Well, you're you're one of the co-hosts of the show, so I I'm not sure. If, you know, you're a bit more than a fan, but I'm also know. one of Kurt's biggest bullies. True. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes the biggest fans are also the biggest critics. So, <laughs> um, so, but anyway, folks, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to y'all down the road and, uh, we'll see you next week. So until then, take care and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash Report. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.